and welcome to RPG Digest. I hope you can all hear me. I'm having a ton of technical issues today, so this might be RPG Dest. So who knows? I don't know. Uh, <laughs> uh, I am John Maxley-Auschlow, everybody's favorite judge, executioner, critic, curmudgeon, grognard. What other words What other words do we get? Um, get off my lawn, grumpy son bitch. Yeah, my long grumpy son bitch. Yeah, there we go. Thank you Hello, very much, Joseph Tandalorn. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm trying to get back into everything. I had to restart my computer before all of this. It's just been crazy. <laughs> and apparently I'm flickering, and I don't know what's going on. Like, it started happening a couple days ago. But as you heard in the background there is our everybody's favorite, the person who doesn't believe in agency. So I should give him none. Ha <laughs> ha, he doesn't get to talk. <laughs> okay, fine. I will give him some agency. Red Heathen Dog Grissomer, how are you today, sir? I am doing well. I hope everyone is doing just as well. Uh, some interesting, cool stuff. Well, cool for me. Uh, maybe interesting for you. I don't know. But uh, I had an electrician come in to hook up uh, a generator to my uh, to my house so I can have a whole house backup. Because uh, we've had more power outages in the last couple of years than in the first 20 years I've owned this house. Hey, you're green. Good job. That's awesome. <laughs> but uh, the that hasn't that that's not complete yet. But uh, we did get the generator today and we uh, my wife and I assembled it, uh, put the gas in it, connected the battery, got propane, started it up, tested it. Works fine. Works works well. All of the uh, 120 outlets work. Don't know if the 50 amp outlet works, but can't know that until the house connection is complete. And that'll be on Tuesday. So uh, that's that. Uh, who invited the alien? Yes, Sheriff, I know. I, I have no, this is the weird stuff. Now, this just started <laughs> happening today. <laughs> I had audio issues the last two days, and now, now I've got a video thing going on here. Like, uh, yeah. You're just sick, that's all. It's funny as they go through two completely separate processes. So it's not like, um, <laughs> it's not like, you know, my, whatever. I just... <laughs> That's going to be a little distracting. It is, yeah. It's the abominable sulk. <laughs> oh, that's uh, good give me, give me a moment. Hopefully, I don't have to jump out of StreamYard, but I'm going to get up and I'm going to walk around to the back of my computer here and just make sure everything is plugged in solidly. I, I don't. I, I literally have nothing else. I don't know what to say. All right, say. that's fine. Uh, so anyway, um, we have a. Uh, 
the, he did finish installing the uh, the second breaker panel for you know all the stuff inside the house. He just hadn't finished uh, the outside hookup yet, and we don't get the the extension cable from the generator to the house anyway until later today. So even if it was finished, we couldn't test that out anyway. But uh, um, I'm a little I'm I'm kind of happy because uh, I wanted the 50 amp hookup so we could have the air conditioning because I'm a little, I'm a little baby like that. When it's hot, I like to have air conditioning because, you know, nature is for people who want to die. So, uh, I was happy that, that I can get that. It was, it was a couple hundred, a few hundred dollars extra for that. And another hundred, 150 for a, a 50 amp generator. But, uh, I think it's worth it. I really do. I like, I like my conditioned air. And uh, what's coming up today? Uh, well, in segment one, we're going to talk about the shadow of Mog. Uh, Mar Hogman says there's a reason people don't normally sleep in trees like squirrels. Yes, that's true. That is absolutely true. Nature is a killer. That's why people move to caves. Didn't know how to build a hut yet. So a cave was the next best thing. Get out of nature. And Max I was now me. That's awesome. Anyway, uh, the Shadow of Mog, which is a, a British role-playing game. We're going to check that one out. And it's it's weird. I, I was trying to figure out how I felt about it. And I didn't do any research on the, on the creator. So reading the just the material, I'm thinking, man, this is... Is this satire? Is it not? Well... We'll get into it. Don't worry. And then uh, for segment two, uh, Max Liao dug up some stuff about uh, drow, some retconning maybe, of uh, what drow are like, how they act, all that stuff. Okay, Crafty says it is satire. Now, I, I came to that conclusion as well, but uh, it does have some components I don't like. But uh, after after coming to that conclusion a lot of it, a lot more of it made sense to me, like why they did this, because, you know, it, I didn't think it was, it was pure, you know, social justice crap because SJWs aren't funny. And a lot of this, a lot of this game is legit funny. Charlotte says, did they give the drive more superpowers? No, it's more, I, I think now I, this is Max's topic, but I think that the uh, that the 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 person who uh, wrote most of the Drow history is now trying to change it or retcon or whatever to to change Drow society in in some way. Uh, Watsi's putting the Drow through alignment conversion therapy. <laughs> yes, they're going to they're going to pray the evil away. That's exactly what uh, what Watsi wants to do: pray the evil away. <laughs> That's funny. All right, can you hear me? Yes, we can hear you. We can't see you. We're not going to just we're just not going to get video today. Okay, well, you, you might want to change your icon. Yeah. This is ridiculous. <laughs> that's a good that's good. Okay. That's how I feel right now. All right, there it is. Uh, there it is. Oh, uh, so what were you were you guys talking about? Because I see chat uh, kind of going I, in a direction I here. I was talking about segment one and and your okay. your drow segment two, possible retconning or cha changing of the of of how 
you know, historically drow have been portrayed. Well, it's interesting. The crafty post in our discord um, uh, earlier saying that Ed Greenwood basically is like, nah, I don't agree with all that. So I think Watsy actually owns the rights, not Ed Greenwood, you know, even though Ed Greenwood created Forgotten Realms. Uh, so it'd be interesting to see about that. You know, this icon might be perfect for today. I don't know. <laughs> oh, anything else interesting? Uh, no, we didn't. Uh, that that's that just did highlights on what's coming up for segment one and segment two. All right. The only thing I want to talk about is I've had computer issues. I'm done. Okay. So uh, let's go through our stuff. Um, you know what we have to talk about here? We have to first talk about who we are. Who are we? RPG Digest is conversations about the TTRPG hobby. We are truthful. At least we think we are. <laughs> we're not purposely lying. Yeah, we're not purposely lying. Um, but we're also opinionated because you know what? We're nerds and nerds have opinions. Uh, we give you the information you need to hear, not what you want to hear. And we are certainly, if you've watched anything that we've ever done, not an echo chamber for the idiots who permeate the hobby. And you know what? If you don't like our commentary, that's what the comment section's for. And that's what segment three is for. If you really want to yell at us, come on in segment three and say what you have to say. Yeah, as, as long as you're not personal, you can attack yeah. us all you want. Hashtag RPGate. What is that? That is escapism. This is what games are. Follow these three rules. You will always have a fun time. Well, almost always, you know, you could have a bad day, but yeah. escapism, not representation. Games are entertainment, not activism. And we believe in organic diversity from natural inclusion. Play with the people around you. Don't worry about any type of, of addition or subtraction based on skin color, religion, whatever the hell else that uh, the 1974 Privacy Act and <laughs> uh, all talks about. Um, yeah, just play games with people who enjoy playing games with you. I think it's that I'm simple. Bonzar, get with the program. We're getting with the program. No, I can't... no, no. He's talking about uh, to to go into uh, YouTube chat. You have to have a YouTube channel, apparently. That I don't oh, know no. why that is. No, I turned I on subscribe. I turned on subscriber chat. Oh, you did. Oh, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. All right, that's intentional. So you got to log in. All right. Best method is to contact us on Discord. You like how I change this up? I change this up. I didn't even tell you. Yeah. No. Great. Um, these are our what I call. Oh, did you also notice that Streamyard's got a nice little vertical pile there for the uh, for the uh, brands now? Yes, it's so and you, you can, can sort them. Yeah. yeah, you can sort them. It's great. Yeah. I love this. Anyway, uh, yeah. so here are our community links. If you want to talk to us, you can talk to us on Discord. Uh, I haven't been active on Minds, but I'm going to fix that hopefully as time permits. Uh, obviously on Twitter, but I only use that for pretty much trolling and live stream announcements. And uh, monthly subscriptions on locals. Haven't done much with that yet, uh, but we really, really, I know we talk about this too much. My deal right now is the move, but as that hopefully dies down soon, I want to get like at least one blog post on locals. Plus I want to do some exclusive content for locals uh, coming up here. So that's the best subscription based service, but uh, there will definitely be some exclusives there in the future. And of course, if you want to buy our stuff, I've sold a few more masks. I only get a dollar per mask. So, but you know, but I've sold a few dollar. What do you want? Hey, right i sold a few more of those orc it's always the same one it's the green orc mask so um but sold a few more of those on our red bubble store and Thank you matt craft appreciate it what happened <laughs> help you fix your shit <laughs> oh did he donate yeah he donated 25 bucks to oh, help there it you is. fix your shit yeah thanks here's a super chat thanks <laughs> get some real tech support yeah right i i this just started three days ago i have literally no clue what's what's going on with this stuff so uh yeah i'll have to just re redo it all anyway so outside of our community we also have places where we exist we have our twitch server 
Twitch server, our Twitch channel. There we go. That's what I wanted to say, which is uh, where Heathen Dog streams City of Heroes. But he will talk more about that in just a moment. I'm going to cut him off where he can even talk right now. Uh, you can watch our videos on Odyssey. We prefer that to YouTube. But hey, wherever you want to watch them, watch them. You know, it's all good. And of course, we're right here on YouTube. And if you want to donate, the best donation donation methods, and it's because of you know the amount of cut that uh, we actually get out of it, is through PayPal and Streamlabs. So if you want to support YouTube, go ahead and super chat us or whatever there. If you want to support us, this is not a knock on Crafty, who we really do no, thank for the super not chat. A knock on Crafty, no. <laughs> but but Crafty uh, can give us money however he likes. I don't care. Everybody can give us money however they like. But, but I make uh, my money through blood diamonds. I don't care. I don't care. Uh, <laughs> Chinese slave labor children, sure. As long as the money comes to me, I only care when the money doesn't go to me. Then when it comes to me, it's like, whatever. Uh, anyway, but uh, we can, you know, just PayPal and Streamlabs uh, tipping t uh, take the least cut. So if you want the most bang for your bucks, kind of like when you're searching for a nonprofit, you don't want it to go to, you know, the CEOs and overhead. You want it to go to the actual charity, right? Yep. So, Salvation but, Army has the, has the best uh, percentages on that. They exactly. have the last 20 years. You shouldn't have to make a YouTube channel. You should only have, you're already chatting. So yeah, no, he had to make a YouTube channel to chat. That's what he says. But oh, it should, should only be, a be Google. You all you have to do is subscribe to chat. But yeah, with a Google account, which already pretty oh, much gives you, you yeah. gives okay. you a YouTube channel. Okay, they've much. integrated everything. But okay. now, so uh, Twitch, what's going on, Twitch, Heathen Dog? Well, we are playing City of Villains, and uh, we're we're playing City of Villains again. Uh, four months ago or so, uh, we had to stop streaming it because the uh, we were violating the terms of service for the homecoming. <laughs> The, the only there, there's eight main uh, city of heroes slash villains servers that you can join for free. And I decided on the one, the only one where they didn't allow streaming. Awesome. <laughs> Good job. But they recently changed the terms of service. So now you can stream it. As long as you're not breaking any, any other copyright laws while doing it, like playing copyrighted music or videos or whatever, while it's happening, uh, they have no problem with it. So I just make sure that we don't play any music. It's all City of Villain sounds and that's it. And uh, we had some trouble last night. A little bit. You might want to take a look at the VOD. Uh, uh, no idea if you've ever heard of it. Well, I'm going to explain it in just a second. But uh, take a look at the VOD because uh, uh, we, had, uh, we, had, we had some issues. Uh, some level issues. I did post that on Discord. Oh, good. Did you, did you see that? I understand. You know, I didn't see that yet. Oh, okay. Like I said, I was doing a lot of generator stuff today. I was building things. But uh, Von Zark, uh, City of Villains, is uh, a game that premiered 17 years ago. I, I think he's talking to Charlotte Williams, who asked uh, about Odyssey. Oh, Odyssey? I think, oh, okay. I think so. All right. Well, th this, is still, this is still relevant. Uh, 17 <laughs> years ago, uh, City of Heroes came into being. And uh, it went for a good long... I was in the closed beta. And uh, I rode that thing till the wheels fell off. I wasn't there for the last day, but Garthon was there for the last day, and he started in the open beta. So we we're both, uh, you know, with the original game anyway, we were both masters of it. So when when we found that the private servers popped up, we decided, oh, we got to get in on that, and now we can get in in on it again, and that's what we're doing. Uh, this coming Thursday, we'll be doing a strike force mission, which is kind of like a a raid. Where you know there's several missions you have to do, you know, following a story arc and all that, all that good stuff. But uh, yeah, it'll it'll be fun, and it's a we are playing villains, not heroes. A lot of I look on Twitch, and they're all playing heroes, 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 heroes. Man, the villains are cooler. 
it's better being a bad guy. I mean, my, my character, for instance, he's a guy who put his brain into a robot body and he summons robot minions to do all of his fighting. I literally do nothing except direct my minions and heal people and keep people alive. I am, I'm, I'm an evil. Well, character. you try. Well, okay, fine. Fair enough. I, I'm sometimes not completely successful, but that wasn't my fault. Sheris and, and Garth on MR Hawkman did not have a lot of their power straightened out. So they, they were not, they were not fighting at optimal ability, but uh, now, now they will be, and it's going to be good. And Mark right. character is just a super soldier who's good at breaking people. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, she uh, he he plays a, a character that um, is uh, injected with super soldier serum and has developed psychic abilities. So when and where can they watch you play City Villains? That'll be Thursday night at eight thirty Central, nine thirty Eastern, and Saturday night at eight Central, nine Eastern. Okay. What makes your character a villain then? Because they click the villain button instead of the well, hero no, button. No, no, the, the, the storylines <laughs> and how and how regular people react to you on the street is vastly different. Like uh, when you're a hero and and you're walking down the street, like normal folk, like random uh, uh, text bubbles will pop up saying, "Oh, there's a hero. They're so cool. Oh man, you're so great. I heard of you." You know, and but when you're a villain walking on the street, like, oh my god, get out of the way! Like, oh, I'm not again, and they run away. It's great. <laughs> All right. I also want to thank our monetary backers, which are Twitch subscribers and cheers. We already got some cheers from Sheris. Thank you very much. Got 500 cheers from him. A YouTube members and super chats. We got super chat from Crafty. Thank you very much for the super chat, Crafty. Our locals backers and Streamlab PayPal donations, as mentioned earlier. Also, hey, you know, not everybody, some people just want to sit and watch, just relax, work on something on the side. So uh, they just sit and view and that's totally fine. You, we also appreciate our Twitch followers, our YouTube subscribers, our chatters and our lurkers. And if for whatever reason you don't want to give us money, that's just odd. I mean, you're here listening to us. Why would you not want to give it to us? It's like throwing money out the window for somebody else. But, you know, whatever. I'll give it to the Wounded Warrior Project. Uh, it's a charity for uh, disabled veterans who have uh, sacrificed some or all in the name of, uh, it's well, debatable. Some well, or most. Some or most, yeah. Yeah, if they sacrifice all, then they wouldn't need any help. I'm not trying to get political because somebody's being like, yeah, I don't feel like they're no, defending I'm, I'm my country. To get no, no, no. I'm, I'm, I'm talking <laughs> about my. I'm, all, they're gone. I'm moving on here. Okay. <laughs> but the whole defending the nation thing, you know, some people agree, some people disagree, but they are people who have sacrificed. So you can't go wrong with that charity. And are you ready for the grift? You haven't seen this picture. No, I haven't. <laughs> Here's our current grift. Bam! Wow. <laughs> we get $500 during a current uh, single live stream. Yeah. Um, this will be us. We're not going to look like that. We're not going to look nearly that good. No. <laughs> so, but it has to be uh, donations during a single live stream. So, uh, yeah, if that happens, I will purchase the outfits and, uh, and we'll wear them for a stream. Uh, well, as soon as I get my camera issues figured out. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, that, that's our grift. That's what we're calling it. We're going to call it the grift because, you know, we're just, we just want to find a way to get to pull money from your wallet into us. And that's what a grift is, right? Yep. All well, right. no, a grift is stealing it. We're not stealing. We're actually giving something. Now, is it worth $500? That's no. Up to, that's up to the mark. I mean, that's up to you. Jelly beans of doom. Dude, I already did that. I'm not doing those jelly beans again. I will clip you. Heathen Dog can find a clip of the no. jelly. 
if you, I don't know if you watched it on Zerk, but we were playing, was it Monopoly? Just Monopoly. Yeah. And I literally gave up. <laughs> like, like, I was done after, I can't remember which one it was. I went a couple hours, but I finally had, what was it? The rotten egg or something or the earwax. One of those like, nope, done. Done. And by the way, for anybody who doesn't know, the uh, the Harry Potter ones are much, much worse than the, just the Bean Boozled. Okay, can you get this off the screen now? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I can. Thank you. <laughs> Actually, before I get into that, let me let me get this up over here. Um, I have to get everything again. I had this all ready to go, and then, no, the computer wanted it's going to do. So uh, you want to give them, did you give them a little heads up about the game we're talking about or no? Yeah. Okay. But I want to talk about something even before then, I just realized. You know who's going to be on our show next week, right? Oh, Grim. That's right. Yeah. Uh, Grim's going to be on our show next week. He has a game that uh, that he created and he's Kickstartering. Start Is that a thing? I don't know if it's a thing. But uh, he has it on Kickstarter and we're going to take a look at it, talk to him about it. He can explain it. He can schmooze you. And you you can give him money to make his game good. This is this is Grim's Grim's deal. So it's gonna be, we're gonna talk about Whitechester Prison City of the Damned. And oops, I can't scroll down over there. And he's got uh, stretch goals that'll go for Lamentations of the Flame Princess, which is a OSR game compatible with Morkborg, which is a Year Zero Engine game. I don't have Morkborg. It doesn't. It's weird. It doesn't really interest me. It's it's one of those niche things that I can see a lot of people wanting to do because it has uh, this interesting play aspect to it but it's just not it's personally it's not for me it's just like tales from the loop like i know a lot of people love tales from the loop i think it's their biggest seller or second biggest seller maybe after alien but uh i'm just not interested in tales from the loop it's like to me i know everybody gets mad at me i say it's like playing strangers th stranger things the role-playing game i don't want to play kids on bikes but uh anyway he'll he'll combine he'll talk about this i'm gonna put this link into chat if you guys want to check it out remember you never never do it by leaving the stream you open up a new tab and then, but uh, go ahead and back Grim. Of course, tell him Legion Myth sent you. But he'll be here next week to talk about what this is all about. Yep. All right, let me stop sharing. And was that just a couple more things? Sorry, I had like five windows or tabs ready to go that were ready to go for this. Yeah, wait, wait. Let's let's look at this a little bit. Von Zark and Charlotte, they've been here for a while. And yes, you know what? When 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 you start off, you gotta walk the street, do do your tricks under a bridge, whatever. But we're we're an LLC now, real company. We have to have real goals. Gotta have real money. So we up our game. You know? <laughs> and and, and yes, by the way, that's just to get us references. <laughs> and and that, that was just to get us to I mean, we'll do stuff for, for cheaper, maybe, but that's that's to get us to wear a cheerleader outfit for an entire stream. Remember, these videos go on YouTube and we're trying to, say, talk about a game like we we're going to talk about in just a moment. You want people to kind of take us seriously. <laughs> kind of. Like you can't see my fingers doing the smidgen. Yeah, uh, but, you know, we just want to let everyone know that we can be bought. We, we can be bought, yes. Uh, full screen this bad boy right here. Okay, and now let's start sharing. Oh, actually, let's put up the... Uh, that's just, yeah, yeah. I, like, we don't want to be cheap when it comes to embarrassing ourselves that much. I almost pushed that same image up. All right. So we are going to be talking about Shadow of Mog. 
And uh, before we t that was the wrong button. Before we tell you what it's about, let me give you a little history of Shadow of Mog. I don't know its history. No, um, so I got an email back in April saying, hey, can you check out my game, Shadow of Mog? I was like, ignore, ignore, ignore. Not intentionally, that's just when I started all my moving stuff, you know? So yeah. I pretty much ignored everybody, including all social media. Uh, but to be fair, I, I don't even remember seeing the email back then. It was marked as red. I almost just deleted it uh, like two weeks ago or a week and a half ago. I was like, what is this? So I did read it. I just don't remember reading it. But I was like, ah, well, we've got Grimm coming on next week. So what's the point of starting a whole new series segment before just to have it cut right after the first episode? So let's, sure, let's talk about this indie game. Why not, right? Yep. So, and Charlotte, spoilers. Yes. That's exactly so. Okay, Charlotte, 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 Charlotte. <laughs> I've already received multiple, one public, well, okay, two, but one public, one private message about reviewing this game. Yes, I, my understanding is that who that's who it's about. I, I don't know. I'm an American. I don't care about British politics. I don't like it when the Brits talk about American politics. I'm not going to talk about British politics. I have opinions on Brexit, especially after living in Germany for 10 years. But I'm not going to tell you one way or the other what I feel about it. Because it's not my place. That's for the Brits. Now, whether this is, is one of the things we're going to try to talk about with this is, is this parody? Is this satire or is this somebody actually trying to make some sort of political statement? I don't know. I do. I finally figured it out. I tuned this in. And I'm going to I'm going to walk you through my thought process as well, because I, I did not research the creator. So I'm reading the book. And when reading the book, starting from page one, going to the last page, I, it was a roller coaster ride for me. Is this SJW garbage? Is this satire? Is this just a joke? And I kept going back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. But by the time I got to the end, I realized that the person who wrote this has SJW leanings, but they're not true. War, they're, they're, don't, they're don't, not true don't spoil the end. Fascists, <laughs> because fascists aren't funny. There's lots of things in this book that are genuinely funny. Some Don't. of it light, some of it dark. And social justice warriors are allergic to dark humor. It's like and being like funny in general. Crosses and kryptonite. <laughs> so I have come to the conclusion that this is a game. It is playable, but it, it is satire and political commentary because it is made to be just painful it is made to be painful to play <laughs> it is that's just how it is it it is you know at well we're, we're gonna get into it but at all, all of the rules about it make it hard make it harder to stand i mean it's easy to it's easy enough to play the rules themselves the basic rules they're easy enough but the gameplay mechanics make it painful to do and that's the point all right well we'll we'll start uh going going through this here in a moment and at the end i'm gonna have a little commentary about the person who made the game because i didn't know it right away but i have a little just a little minor can't see my smidgen fingers again a uh, little little uh minor history with the creator of this game when uh when he worked for modifius entertainment okay 
So uh, one of the reasons I despised Modifius Entertainment is because of this guy. <laughs> and so we'll save that tease for the end. All right. So we're talking, we're talking about Shadow of Mog. And one of the things I don't actually, let me move this screen over. Nope, can't do that. One of the things I don't like about this uh, PDF is that it's paired pages like that. And I can't change yeah. that. I can't change that either. I tried to. It didn't work out. So I'm, I'll start, I'm not going to read the whole thing, but to give you an idea what it's about, I'm going to read a little bit here. Now, to be fair, apparently Heathen Dog has read more of this than I have. I have skimmed yep. through it. Uh, I did get locked onto a couple of areas uh, that were interesting, some good, some bad, but uh, I don't know it fully. What I can tell you is that the person who creates this game, Panny, uh, states that the game is part old school Dungeons & Dragons, part Year Zero Engine, and part Powered by the Apocalypse. Um, all of which are things that uh, I have experience with. And I will point out um, where I see those. And, and I have. I've actually seen those influences in the game. All right. So Shadow of Mog is a post-apocalyptic role-playing game set in the tunnels of the London Underground, following a catastrophic occurrence known as The Event. Womp, womp, womp. Um, which is never described what the event is because no 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 it's it is purposefully stated in the game to never describe yep. the event the first rule about the event is don't talk, don't about, talk the about the event it just happened <laughs> right uh inhabitants of the tunnels have different opinions memories and experiences as to what the event was what is known as i'm sorry what the event was that was a period there i probably should read yep. what is known is that life persists within the london underground now the survivors have brought their divisions, factionalism, and petty grievances to this new world. Exacerbated by the isolationists, oh, sorry, exacerbated by the isolation, fear, sudden close quarters, lack of food and comforts, and the ever-present fear of things twitching in the corner of their eyes. One would hope the people can band together in the blitz spirit. One could be wrong. So, all right, so... Uh, Again, I'm not going to read the whole thing. This book is kind of long and we're doing this all in one segment, but you get the idea of what the game's about. You're playing underground. It's kind of what's like Metro. Is that the computer game that uh, mimics something like this? Although well, that no, was the, Russian. The, uh, the the underground is the London uh, yeah. subway system. Yeah. I, no, I, no, I get that, but I think it's okay. just to relate it to something. Isolation. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, so what is this game yeah, about? You don't have to worry about this. This is just like a... Uh, um, what, how, how to, how to role play mm -hmm. basically. Now th this game is a little different where you, there's no game master, dungeon master. There is a speaker. Now, the first thing I want you to look at uh, is, is something that is incorrect about the game. Yes. Uh, right under what's this role playing lark all about. So go up a page. It says shadow of Mog is a role playing game played with three or more players. One player takes the role of the speaker who has control of the world. This is a lie. This is the first lie of the game. <laughs> You need four people to play this game. One person is the speaker, which is like the game master. The speaker doesn't have a player. That's that's made clear later on. The speaker presents uh, the 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 world um, in in the in the underground, and then reacts to to the player's actions using NPCs. Now, the reason you need at least four people, one of them being the speaker is because if you have three people and one of them is the speaker and this is a completely democratic game, you cannot take any action unless unless there's a majority vote. Guess what? With two people, everyone has to agree or nothing happens. With three people, you just need a simple majority. 
So you need four people. And to you play are spoiler game. crazy today. I'm just saying <laughs> that this, this lie in the very, very beginning, this is the only lie I found in this thing where it's not explicitly said in the, in the red text that this is a lie, uh, is you need four people. One of them being the speaker. Does that say to play, you narrate what you want your character to do. And the speaker responds with how the world reacts based on the current fictional situation. I like how he had to put in fictional there, fictional situation and the mechanics of the game. Right. So, uh, the, this, this game is, uh, propelled forward by the player's decisions, but the speaker, uh, interjects situations. And Hellgate London is a good example. Kind of forgot about that game. That's a kind of an older one. That game was wrought with so many problems. But yeah, uh, that would be a good example. So the themes, I'm again, not going to read all this. We have past videos on safety tools, but uh, basically it puts right in here, right at the beginning to use safety tools. Well, you know what? You can't see it, but I'm giving you the middle finger right now. Because yeah, I, I, don't, I don't use safety tools in my game if, you know, uh, never, I will never use safety. If you find a game to be unsafe, you don't have the mental capacity of a chimpanzee. Here's, here's the problem in my mind. I have a, I have a dichotomy here. I hate X cards. I hate the idea of them. This is why you don't role play with children or animals. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but in this game, the X card only exacerbates the satire. In that regard, if you are correct, yes, I find that hilarious. And and yeah. I and I will give him props and a pat on the back for even kind of trolling me on that one. I I, I absolutely would. I wish you could see my face because I'm smiling. Uh, you know, because if if Heathen Dog is right, I take the more cynical route. But if Heathen Dog is right, I love it. If he's wrong, then. Fuck you. Two middle fingers. No. Okay. <laughs> lines now, and veils are just another type of safety tool. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah. L l lines and veils basically are uh, before the game starts there. Uh, if, if, if a player has known problems or, or problems they know about that trigger them, then uh, that will be given to the speaker in the form of a line. That means this cannot be done in the game. And veils are things that we, we, agree have to happen but we don't want to them described so there'll be a fade to black situation it's like in in 1930s 40s film noir where sex was always a fade to black situation you know the uh, lo lovers would get into bed start kissing they would fade to black stuff like that mm -hmm. which i have no problem with because th there's a lot of stuff you don't you don't want to explicitly state first of all every table every table is going to be different some yeah, tables different. i get it some that. tables will want to do that. Some tables yeah. are, are to, to talk about that. Fine. If that's your fetish, go for it. Some tables are going to say no. Um, there are certain aspects you just don't take out of a role-playing game, in my opinion. And I, and I will argue with anybody on that. You don't take out combat. You don't take out descriptions of the actual violence. Unless you're playing with kids. Like, um, you, you just can't do that. It's like, well, I don't want to know how gory it is. I just want to know that I took numbers off. I'm thinking, go play a computer game. Um. Tell us what the speaker should do here. It's basically general game master stuff. Well, th there there are a couple of uh, of important points about this game and the speaker. The, the the speaker's job is to keep slowly intensifying the dread and uh, um, what's the word? Uh, hopelessness of the situations. Very slowly ramping it up throughout the the, the game session and or campaign. Okay, but the way I read this game, it's more like paranoia than not. 
So a game campaign is kind of like a big shot in the dark. It's more like one to three sessions is what this is going to be until all your people are dead or insane or whatever. You know, so that's how it is. But the, the speaker's job is to slowly ramp up the horror and hopelessness of the situation throughout the game. I actually want to put this up there because I think that is the crux of this game. Yes, that absolutely. When we get farther on in the book, I saw a paragraph or something in there that that actually says something very similar to this or not directly, but you you get what I'm saying. Yeah. All right. So, yeah, Heathen Dog uh, mentioned that the party. This is like, hey, play your characters. Now, this is where things get interesting. Yeah, there's a hint of it right here. Uh, explore the limits and failings of democratic institutions via the game's voting system. Yes, okay. and this is where the satire really shows its head. I alluded to it earlier. This game is based on a 100% represent, uh, non-representative de- uh, democracy, which means any action that in, that involves directly or maybe even indirectly the group, the entire group must vote on it. I'm going to mute him if he keeps spoiling. We're going to get to that chapter. <laughs> Stop telling people that. Let him, let him is, feel it. It's good. Right. We're going to spend time on that when we get there. All right. All right. All right. He is right, though. That it is, it is uh, the most prevalent feature of this game. Um, player characters, though they are real people, work out your party-led goals, blah, blah, blah. So the party-led goals can be important. Ask yourself who you are, blah, blah, blah. Is it? Vote on party laws. Notice that's capitalized. Yes. Can be, there's a reason for that. Uh, ensure all decisions are voted on. Yeah. Everything. Yep. Literally everything. Yep. That doesn't involve just you. And even that probably has to be voted on that it's allowed to be just you. <laughs> well, no, I mean, uh, if, if you want to, if you want to look right or look left, you don't have to vote on that. But if you want to use party resources, have some food, have, have an aspirin, that's party resources. Got to vote on it. Fair. Crazy. <laughs> all right. So, um, Anyway, have a copy of the book. He said, typical player stuff. Now, the body stats, I'm actually not going to spend a lot of time in these stats. I don't think that they're necessary right now. No. I will just say this. If you know anything about the Year Zero engine, uh, Forbidden Lands, uh, Mutant Year Zero, uh, Coriolis, we've got a bunch of videos on those. This is very similar to that. There's a small twist to it that's more like Degenesis or a Powered by the... It's got a Powered by the Apocalypse feel, but... It's four, basically four, uh, uh, was it four, attri- uh, four skills per attribute or whatever the hell it is. You roll D6s. We'll get to that. But uh, it's very Year Zero Engine-esque. Character creation. I love number one. And I'll let Heathen Dog uh, go, go on this oh, yeah. if he wants. I love number one. You must, must randomly determine your character class. You do not get to choose. Ever. Don't spoil this. But I want to ask for anybody looking at the page, look at that last one, 6666. Can anybody figure out what that is? In the meantime, Heathen Dog, uh, please okay, go on. I won't, I won't spoil it un- until someone someone either says it in chat or... Or we scroll to the page. It. Yes. Uh, each, each character class has its own strengths and weaknesses. Each character class has a specific affiliation with someone else in the group. Yes. Again, very Year Zero Engine-esque. Yeah. Now, this is a little bit more specific than Year Zero yeah, yeah, does. Yeah, yeah, It's a little uh, bit more, it's very much more specific, but uh, we'll, we will go through a couple of them and, uh, and you know, g- give you examples and stuff like that. Uh, the, your, your stats and stuff like that for a game like this 
are not important. Min maxing is not important. And in fact, to the point, yeah. And you don't even get to select your skills, uh, your skill. uh, It's it's given to you. Yes. There's no rules, nothing. There's a three, two, two, one. The point of the game is to be frustrated. (laughs) Yes. Okay. All the time to be, to be frustrated, scared, and exacerbated at your fellow players. That's the point of the game. Or the speaker, or the world, or, or the speaker, or the world, or your lot in life. We are Siamese, if you please. He can't read it, apparently. Chrono Aristocrat. Yep. It says Chrono Aristocrat. Yes, that's what it says. We are Siamese, if you don't, please. Okay, if you, so. If you monetize, stop it. Okay. So, uh, <laughs> For my bad singing, that's not going to do this. <laughs> yeah, each class brings its own. Uh, brings their own, whether they be male or female, it doesn't really matter. You get to choose. doesn't matter. I mean, there can be a female butcher, male butcher. I'm just going to say they because it's could be any. doesn't matter. Uh, uh, a butcher will bring meat and a knife. Uh, for example, a, a train driver will br- maybe bring a whistle. You know, the, But when you're in the group, these become community property. These Unless voted on property. differently. <laughs> yeah, which which we'll get into later. Yep. Now, uh, mates, friends. Uh, there are some classes that come with a friend. Like you personally have a friend. Now, your friend can do things without the, without the party having to vote. But if you want to use resources on your friend to say heal a wound or, you know, feed them, it has to be voted on by the party because that comes from party resources. So remember that for later. So you're like having, having, a, having a free other NPC that follows my every wish, that's great. Except you're not gonna be popular because that, that your, your mate is going to absorb resources from the group and the group isn't gonna like that. Personal details, this is all fluff. This is all just you after, you after you rolled your character, put in your stats. Now this is how tall are you? How much do you weigh? Do you smell bad? Do you smell good? You know, whatever, you get to throw that in there. Party bonds. Every single character class has a specific bond or a link to someone else in the party. You get to choose, but the uh, the nature of that link is based on the character class you randomly roll. But you get and, to and, and again, anybody with experience with the Year Zero Engine games will recognize that. Yes. So now we're going to get into classes. All right. As, as you can see, it goes a list from of 11 to 6,666. 6, now, uh, the way you roll this is 2d6. Obviously, the lowest you can roll on 2d6 is if you're simulating percentile dice is 11. And the highest you can roll is 66. If you roll a 66, you can elect, I believe elect, to try and roll again. If you roll another boxcar, then you get 6666 and you get to be the chrono aristocrat. Now, let's see in chat. If nobody's nobody's has, got it yet. Nope. Nobody's got it yet. Okay, well, that, well, that will be number three. That, that will be the last one we go over. I would like to look at the Highlander also, or, or were you going to randomly roll? I, I wasn't going to randomly. I was just going to randomly pick. Oh, no, roll. If you got dice, roll. If not, I, I, can... I don't have any dice in front of me. Oh, let me grab them They're right behind me. Okay, go ahead and roll then. And I've got year zero dice. How appropriate. And if you huh? roll quad sixes, man, just shut up. 
I just, yeah, the chance of that are next to none. So, yeah. I'm not even gonna... Alright, here we go. I've got a... What the hell is that? Is that a six or a one? Damn, you're zero dice, I forget. I think that's a 56. 56, okay. That is gonna be a train driver. Oh god, what page is that on? Hell if I know, man. But they're all alpha... No, they're not alphabetical. Fuck. I think they're in order of that. It's gonna be toward the end, then. Now... You Man, might. Th- I, I even said train driver in the. <laughs> in you might think opinion. that the art would bother me, but truthfully, it doesn't because I think it fits the the framework of the game. Underground the, the, the train theme. driver. There we go. Oh. It's on page thirty-nine. Thirty-nine, thirty-one. I really wanted to. Oh, the, yeah, it's in order of the numbers. Right, yeah, good. It. On the same page as the Highlander. Awesome, because I want to talk about that there one. There you go. Okay. A railroad is like a society. You have to keep building it to make it stand. Okay, so as a, as a train driver, you get train driving as a skill. Awesome. Uh, underground navigation, which since everyone now lives in the underground, great. Union striking. Okay. Speakerphone diction. <laughs> okay, no, this makes sense for your old job. Great. Your weapon is a railway spike. And for those of you who don't know what that looks like, Google it. This is the <laughs> stuff you bring to the table. The, the This is the stuff that is yours, but once you become a party, becomes community property. You get one megaphone and a pair of walkie-talkies, which uh, juices energy. Yep. And energy is also a commodity because batteries go out. And, one, and two heavy-duty torches. Party resources you bring to the table is one juice, that's a battery, and one scran. Scran is food and water. They're both food and water. Your your character question. This is your link to some this is your link to someone else in the party. You go out drinking post-shift with someone in the party. Who is it and what do you talk about? You choose someone else in the party that, that you go out drinking with. It doesn't have to make sense. If no other, you know, if you're if you're a train driver and and everyone else is an aristocrat or whatever, doesn't matter. Choose one person. You for some reason commonly after shift go out drinking with this guy. What do you talk about during that time? There you go. You have your character. And and you notice most of the Highlanders can be a little a little different, but uh, most of them are just general people. If you look, if you saw what that list was, and you can, you know, pause it and go back if you're watching on YouTube later and so forth. But uh, oh, most of them. Nope, nope. Before him, Mark Hawkman actually got it. Oh, yeah, there you go. Yep. So he got it. He wasn't sure, though. That's fair. Um, so the Highlander, the one thing that's fun about the Highlander is you may act independently from the party and are not bound by it. A party isn't it, it's an entity. I'm not yeah. bound by its vote. Uh, but still regain all the benefits and negatives of being in the party. Now, the reason being is because you are Scottish. And yep, Scottish independence. Scottish independence is, is important. So you are the, this is literally, well, well, maybe the, 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 the chrono aristocrat can get away with it too. But mainly the, the Highlander is the only class in the game that specifically says you can act outside of the 100% democracy that is the party. Character question. One of the party members is a wee, a bit of a weak hunt. Why do you think this? <laughs> I love it. And then here's the special. There can only be one. He's a Highlander. Yep. You must, you must attack. attack other Highlanders on site. 
You must. You got to fight them. Well, always attack Highlanders on site. Nope. Highlanders will always attack you on site. On site. <laughs> so funny. now you don't get any immortality or anything like that. You just you just get. There can only be, be one. And and uh, independence, but you are forced to fight other other Highlanders. Yeah, that is some Scottish independence for you. Yeah, yep. tabloid journalist, primary school teacher, baker, butcher. But here we go, six six. Okay, wig six six. And now finally, the Chrono Aristocrat. There you go, right off the bat, Tom Baker. <laughs> yeah. And the Sid Rat. I want to know how he defines Sid Rat. It, it it's later. Oh, does he? Spatial okay. ignition, dialectic, rotor, amplitude, traveler. Oh, okay. Because you know, time and relative dimensions in space, obviously, is Doctor Who. And I was like, he didn't yeah. just do that backward, did he? So no. what, is, what is the chrono risk? First of all, you have to roll 66 twice. So the way you roll D66, because uh, I, I didn't realize people didn't know this, but when I was talking with Heathen Dog yesterday, he questioned it, is you just roll 2D6 like you're rolling percentile dice. So yep. um, let me get some dice that actually you have roll a two and a four, that's 24. Yep. You know, obviously you want one to be a different color than the other. So you can call yes. what's, what's 10s and what's not. But other than that, it's the same thing as rolling a percentile, except you can't roll below an 11 or above a 66. Yeah, so the chances of you rolling two 66s in a row, in a row uh, some of you mathematicians out there can figure that out. But it's pretty low. <laughs> yeah. All right? uh, but what do you get for that? You get all these skills. You get the super screwdriver, of course. I mean, not the sonic screwdriver. No, it's a super <laughs> screwdriver because the sonic screwdriver, I'm sure, is copyrighted. It's the fog gate, not the star. The, no. <laughs> um, anyway, the uh, reinforced endoskeleton, regain one hench and dash every 10 minutes. So there's your regeneration. And if you die, your body will regenerate into a new form of D6 times 10 minutes. So, all right, yeah, come you're, on back. You're basically the, the awesomest character in the game. Uh, and you get a mate. A, do a yep. doting homo sapien follower. Would you like you a jelly baby? A follower. <laughs> well, there you go. Mar Hockman did a one in two, uh, 1,296. So anybody who says they rolled this up, just disagree with them. Unless you watched it. No, you didn't. Yeah, no, you didn't. Check yeah, the dice. The Sid Rat with TARDIS backward uh, is down in there somewhere. Now, the cool thing is there is a random event where you find the Sid Rat. Mm-hmm. And if the if the chrono aristocrat is is in your party, they're the only ones with the key. They can now decide to leave or stay. It's up to them. Or oh. they can take everyone with them. They can do that too. It's bigger on the inside. All right. So the core mechanic, the crux of the game. The whole idea that this was founded upon is that mob rule democracies are stupid. Everything the party does in Shadow of Mog is voted on by the party and resolved as the party. This is resolved in two stages. The vote, where characters vote for the course of action. The resolution, where that action is resolved. We're going to spend a little bit of time on this simply because this is the core concept of the game. Yes. We are still in segment one, Misa. This is where we're talking nicely about stuff. <laughs> You'll know segment two, except for my face isn't on here. Just have to go with the crying baby. Um, when the party wants to make a decision, it must be voted on. Even decisions that would have a time constraint, such as a hostile situation, must be voted on. We imagine the party has developed a means to do this quickly and efficiently. <laughs> 
If a character is under the age of 18, then he or she cannot vote, but still partake in the resolution. No, I'm not reading that they nonsense. It's not English. I understand. But uh, there are a couple of character classes that are children. Yes. Um, Voting decisions may include what direction to travel in. Again, that's poor English also, but hey, let's move on. How to interact with another party or individual. That's right. It isn't just going to be the bard that walks out there and says, I'm going to do this. Like, nope, you got to vote on what's going to happen next. How to spend party resources. Who eats first? Oh, why is that important? Because you might not have enough food. Exactly. There might not be enough to go around completely. So who gets first dibs? What activities to do during the Koch phase? That's basically the the rest rest phase. phase. Yeah. Whether to take on another party member, whether to fight or flee a dangerous opponent. Like that's voted on. You might not want to fight, but if the party votes, guess what? You got to fight. You're fighting. (laughs) Now, there's a way you can mess around with that with the dice roll system, but we'll get into that later. Uh, And any decision, any decision that involves the party and can harm, hinder or help it in some way. I vote to play something else. Oh, fair enough. I, I, I'm going to tell you right now, this game certainly isn't for everybody. No, no. It is It is difficult. It's made to be that way. It's made to be frustrating. But that's the game. As long as you understand that going in, you may have some fun. All right. I mean, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, this is one of those niche games that I could see people playing and, and actually enjoying it, I really could. It's kind of like the same, uh, like Toon, in a way. Obviously, it's yeah. not cartoonish, but it's something you play, you know, to, to break the monotony. And, uh, you know, or paranoia to some degree. I mean, paranoia isn't really meant for long, years-long campaigns. No. No. So, uh, unless somehow you get to ultraviolet, good luck with that. Yeah, uh, but, yeah. But, uh, uh, Mark Huckman is right. The party has voted to use you as a human shield. Then that you're a human shield. Vote. That is a legitimate vote. Yep. That can happen. <clears throat> then you then are a human shield. Yep. And now then it just becomes, how do you spend your dice? And again, we'll get to that later. Once the proposal has been discussed, the vote occurs. The speaker goes to each party member in order and asks him or her what the vote is. This will, this will typically be for or against the proposition. This may also be a vote between multiple options based on context. A player can choose to abstain, but must make this clear. A player can spoil his or her vote by voting nonsensically. It's obviously this person hates Brexit. This, this, yeah, this right here is where I made the decision that this has to be satire. When I read this, the fact he used the definition proposition and to where he said spoiling their vote by by being nonsensical. Like, okay, this is now satire. I get it now. I get it. The vote is then counted by the speaker and the result enacted if a majority votes for it. If a proposition is rejected, then another proposition may be made. This must be different from the former proposition or the situation must have changed in some way. Again, that's a very similar rule to pushing or not pushing for re-rolls in uh, your zero engine. If the proposition is for a party law, it is written in the party manifesto. Yes. Uh, <laughs> got a manifesto. Party can make general laws that must be followed by all party members. 
which is fun because he's going to explain one of them or one or two of them coming up here. So I don't want to spoil it, but uh, some propositions, for example, voting to feed a starving beggar can be resolved by spending party scran or whatever else is appropriate. Votes that involve action, risk, and consequence, such as navigating the tunnels, fighting a pack of mogs, <laughs> mogs, <laughs> uh, avoiding dangerous obstacles, or convincing a party of Her Majesty's soldiers to let you pass safely are resolved via the party resolution role. These rules govern how all significant actions and scenes in the games are resolved. This role should only be made for game situations that warrant a die roll. And I'm glad that that was put in because I can already see people going nutty like, oh, I want to wake up in the morning. Let me roll. Oh, I want to you know, go take a leak. Let me roll. No. And Heathen Dog hinted at this already earlier, but it's for decisions that affect the party, decisions that affect your character in an important manner. Yeah. The, the other, other stuff like <clears throat> looking left, looking right, uh, shining your flashlight in a particular corner. The, these are not things that are voted on. Right. Yeah. Each character has stats skills stuff and mates now again very similar to the year zero engine with the caveat of the mates um so each one of these is a set of dice if you have three in stats two in skills one in stuff you roll six dice three plus two plus one so um that, that's just a quick example that that's how you roll but again there's a caveat to that because you can choose how many dice to roll and we'll get to that later each of these things has a value attached to it and i've already discussed that um speaker can advise on what stats Skills, stuff, and mates are relevant in the situation, including allowing players to use skills not directly tied to the stat if it's narratively appropriate. So you can work with the with the speaker to say, "Hey, uh, what was it? What was the one that skills like? What was that uh, speaking? That weird speak that that tra train conductor well, had? No, no, uh, the yeah, the uh, uh, um, megaphone diction or something. Yeah, like that. something like yeah, that. Where where you you can be understood over a, over a loudspeaker or a microphone of some kind." Yeah, but uh, uh, for uh, for example, skills that you skills or abilities that usually aren't allowed uh, can be allowed under certain situations. The best example I always give is you're you're trying to pick a lock, but it's not working. Well, I'm just gonna kick the I'm just gonna kick the door down. You're using a completely different stat for lock picking than what's normally used, but it's legitimate in that situation something that that is that is a huge you know glaring example but it's along the same vein now maybe if it's situationally appropriate you can you can go off, off brand basically with your skills and stats maybe it's described later perhaps um i'm not sure but i want to mention now in case i missed it because i'm not scrolling back you can vote on no longer having votes i don't yeah. think that's ever been said anywhere it, it is that, it, it is written in the book it is written in the book okay yep. You can vote on having a party leader. And in order to change that, you have a vote to change. <laughs> but uh, yes, so you can literally vote out or in anything relevant to the characters in the group. So I skipped uh, the dice rolling part because, again, I already mentioned it. Uh, it's whatever the number of the, the ability stat, whatever it is, uh, that's how many dice you roll. However, once it's revealed and narrated, each player rolls his pool of dice in front of them. In addition, a number of dice equal to the party's anxiety are added together to, uh, from a separate pool and rolled by the speaker. Anxiety is something we'll talk about in a moment, but essentially that's a negative thing for the group. Yes, and this is supposed to increase as the, as, the, uh, as the game progresses because it's the speaker's job to increase tension, hopelessness, horror, and 
this is reflected in the anxiety rating of the party. I, I equate it to the darkness between the stars from Coriolis. I can How, see um, Keep all of the dice separate. Look for the highest die ro- result amongst the dice rolled, including the anxiety dice. If the highest result of all dice rolled is a six, the party action has succeeded. Now, this is very year zero engine. Also, a degenesis, but degenesis with four, five, six. But, but in the dice rolling systems, if you roll the max, you get it. Now, on differences in year zero engine, fives are nothing. One, two, three, four, five is nothing. In this game, and this is what's taken from Powered by the Apocalypse to some degree, modified for this die rolling system, if the highest result of all the dice rolled is a five, the party action is, or party action partially succeeds, but at a cost. Now, uh, the, the best example for that, if you go back to the lock picking thing, you have lock picks, you go to pick the lock, you roll a five, you open the lock, but you break the lock picks. Yep. That's a very clear example of a cost. Or the door squeaks because you want to do it silently. And you've alerted everyone on the other side. Yep. Stuff like that. But the, the, the clearest one is it now costs you an item because mm-hmm. that item is now useless. Yep. But you still succeeded. If the highest result of all the dice is two to four, the action fails. If the highest results, basically if you roll all ones, you, you, uh, you critically fail. Which is super hard to do, by the way. In this game. Super hard well, to do. <laughs> Not as hard if you're only rolling two dice. <laughs> if you yep. only have one okay, skill of still. one and yeah, but right. Yes. Yes. The saltiness is palpable. Yeah, it is. Uh, for each one a player rolls on the stat die, he loses one point from the stat. So that's how you get into your stats injured in this game. Hmm. Why would I want my free time and creative outlet to evolve around hopelessness? There are some games no, no, that, that's actually a good question because honestly, there are some post-apocalyptic games that I think do this very well. And this one might be one of them. Um, I like that hopelessness feel in some games as long as there's the light at the end of the tunnel to get around it. It's why I like Earth Dawn. Earth Dawn, if you really think about it, is kind of a hopeless world. Now, you really do join it after a lot of the hopelessness is gone, but it's pretty dangerous. Uh, if you played a Mad Max type role-playing game or a Conan role-playing game, what can you do? Hope to live and not die. Uh, I mean, you know, I lived another day. Hooray. Mutant Year Zero very, it's the same way. Yeah, you know, there, there are a whole lot of games out there that, that a win condition is waking up the next morning. Right. Now, I don't like game. This is one of my issues with Mork Borg, and I know Crafty said it's OSR, not YZE. I thought it still rolled the YZ, YZE dice, but perhaps I'm wrong on that one when I looked it over. But um, why in, in Mork Borg, you will ultimately fail, die. Now, how long you can live is kind of the, you know, the, the fun of that one. I don't have an interest in a game like that usually. Would I play it? Eh, sure. But it's not typically my cup of tea. Uh, but I can see the appeal, and I could see myself playing this game as like a break between the seriousness of uh, you know, a, a D&D or a Rifts or whatever. Uh, I'll move on here. So if Hencher Dash reaches zero, the character rolls on the bonk table. Yeah, it's this is one of the things that annoys me about certain games. I get it. You want to use weird words and you want to you want to set the tone for the game. But there comes a point where. Just gets a little ridiculous. Yeah, but in Heathen Dog's defense, and yes, I say Heathen Dog, this might be purely satirical and just uh, another troll. In that case, you got me again because that annoyed me. (laughs) <laughs> so um 
this represents physical injury. Think of it as the critical table. If Noggin yeah. or Bance, and of course Bance is like your banter, your charisma, uh, reaches zero, the character rolls on the stiff upper lip chart, which is like your uh, emotional trauma. Well, I guess it says right there, this represents mental emotional trauma. For each one, a player rolls on the stuff die. That stuff is reduced by one point. Again, it just takes a die roll. It's effectively degrading it to the point of being right. broken. Uh, if, if you remember from the train conductor, his, his megaphone, I believe, had a parenthetical two. That means it basically has a toughness of two. And every time you roll a one while using that, if it's on the if it's on the stuff die, it decreases its toughness by one. If you if it decreases twice, it's broken. See, this is where Von Zark and I are gonna kind of disagree. Uh Twilight 2000 is very Conan-esque. There is no light at the end of the tunnel in that game. That game is very similar to this one if played right, where it's just the world at war and continues to be at war. White Wolf was not I mean, I liked aspects of it, but honestly, I I, I don't have the same opinion as you on that one. I'm not a huge fan of the White Wolf games. Like well, I, I like how they come together, but I mean, but but as as all told, the only one I even remotely enjoyed was Mage. Oh, thank you. Um, I didn't really I think, like. I think you would have liked Demon the Fallen. I really, I, I have Demon the Fallen. I think you would have liked playing it. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's just like Inomine to me. Uh, I didn't the like Steve... Inomine. It was too easy to break. It was well, it was too yes, yes, yes. That's true. But game. complete different topic. But yeah, I mean, but most of the White Wolf stuff was just angsty. I mean, the only reason I like Mage Heathen Dog. What was the only reason I like Mage? Do you remember? Because I didn't play it all angsty bullshit i yes. I, I i played it le legit you know you were real people and you awakened and this is how real people would act you don't have to immediately involve yourself in the in the socio-political nonsense that is white wolf you can try and chart your own path with with you with with people who have a like mind and you don't have to fall into the 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 uh, tabletop larp trap so that's how i played it Twilight 2000 could have light at the end of the tunnel if you played it that way. I mean, I don't know what it would be because it all goes into politics. Unless you just carved out your own little city. Like your your little group of mercenaries just carves out its own little city and walls it off or something. But it's like the Genesis. It, no matter how good you think it is, you take five more steps and the world's crap again. You know? Okay, hang <laughs> so, on. We got to go back to this game now. Yep. You're going back to this game. Okay, My wife now, keeps there, handing me there stuff. Are, there are a difficulty adjustments. Yes. I mean, we, we, we talked about what happens. What's the success? Six. What's a partial success five? Everything else is crap. Every every time you roll a one for stats, you lose one of the relevant stat. Every time you roll a one for a uh, stuff, the it, item it takes, degrades. It takes one away from the toughness of that stuff. If it goes to zero, it's broken. You can't use it anymore. If you roll a one and a skill die, well, you don't lose a skill point. Just that doesn't really do anything. But there is difficulty adjustment. I'll let, uh, I'll let you yeah. talk about the difficulty. Well, difficulty, Joe. So what I want to say about what you're saying is, again, if you know, I, not everybody watching this video is going to know your zero engine, but if you know your zero engine, you're like, duh, this makes sense. But if you don't know it, this is just like the zero engine games and how uh, what Heathen Dog just stated uh, works. Um, adjusting difficulty levels, basically just the, uh, the game, or sorry, what's it called? The speaker. The speaker can just say, this is a little bit tougher. Uh, you need to have two sixes. Or two fives. Or two fives. You're right. You're right. Uh, light level. Now, I don't know why this was put here. I really felt that it was out of place, <laughs> but light level will also adjust difficulty rolls. See the light section. Well, why didn't you just leave it there and lights? I know. Why do you do the, yeah, <laughs> the, the, the light sections later on? But this, this gives priority to batteries juice. Mm -hmm. The juice stat is important because you are underground. 
Not all the lights are working, especially in between stations. It's dark. So if you don't have a flashlight, a lantern, or the juice to run either one of them, you are inherently doing everything in a more difficult situation. Uh, to answer two things here, uh, the, really what all Heathen Dog did was that he took out, out the goth and just made a real world 1990s-ish people. Yes, I, I, I took out the, uh, the Doc Martens and uh, put in uh, sneakers, basically it. And uh, yeah, the setting sounds like video game Metro. That's what I said at the beginning of this. Somebody said Hellgate London, which might be more accurate. I'm not sure. And from one here, uh, Year Zero Engine sounds good to me. I have a bunch of videos on the Year Zero Engine. And you've actually seen aspects of it when you looked at the first version of my RPG that I've since changed into something else, but uh, with the D6 rolls. So uh, you're probably more familiar with it than you think. <laughs> but anyway, all right. So let's, uh, I wanted to uh, put a little time into this. So it's the responsibility of the speaker based on the die roll narrative situation, and the party actions to narrate the result of the resolution role. So something happens, the role, the role is made, and like a typical dungeon master, or in this case, speaker, um, the, the speaker narrates, or storytelling, uh, narrates what the result of that is, how that pans out. Yep. And apply any additional consequences, then transition the game to the next situation the party confronts. Now, this is actually not as whatever, let's skip verbiage, as it may sound. This is how the game plays. All right, we're done. Skip the mundane stuff. What's the next important thing? And we'll get to that in a little bit. I think Heathen Dog read a little bit more about that than I did for our conversation, but I might be wrong. Um, but it doesn't say look up. It doesn't say be fair. It doesn't say anything. It just says apply any additional consequences. So when you roll that five, the speaker gets to determine what that consequence is. You don't get to say the speaker determines what the consequence is did, did the did the door squeak when you opened it and alerted everyone on the inside or did your tool break opening the door that's up to the speaker now, or did you trip and fall in instead of or did, yeah whatever now what i didn't like is it did not specify what happens with higher difficulty things if you roll a six and a five um i would say that I, personally yeah i guess that's it well you know okay this is where heathen dog and i sometimes disagree about uh about games and how they're written no, i players, like players are gonna bitch about this players listen to the game master not speaker speaker <laughs> the play the play the, the speaker is the ultimate authority and you know what if any of the new age people are like no everybody's equal no the speaker is the speaker with capital letters that speaker speaks for the game um in I am case, the Metatron. Right. <laughs> I, I like it when games have openness like that and don't define everything. Because that's one of the reasons why I don't like Pathfinder or 3rd Edition D&D. Everything's an encyclopedia. Like, on page 214 here. No, this gives me the luxury of saying, you know what? You got one six and one five. I think that's good enough to say you got a full success. Or I got one six and one five that we're going to treat that because you didn't get the two sixes. We're going to treat that like I missed that chat. What was that? That was the the speaker of the house. I can't oh. believe it took me this long to notice that. Yes, satire, <laughs> yes. political satire. Yes. Um, you, you know, you can do it, or you can do it. Well, I'm not going to give you as bad of a as a, of a consequence because you did get one six. Again, that's way too much thinking about that right here. The book just leaves it open for the speaker to yeah. figure it out. And and I personally do like that. I like that kind of openness that just yeah. says, "Here's how you kind of generally handle. It. Move on." Um, likewise, a resolution role is used to resolve bypassing an entire area of dangerous hazards. 
Oh, actually, I'm sorry. Let me let me go back up. I because this is important. Resolution roles are intended to resolve entire scenes rather than individual minutia. For example, a resolution role will decide the outcome of an entire combat for the party rather than individual back and forth blows. Very different from other games, but yes. we haven't talked about yet how the role system's done, and hopefully, this will make a little more sense to you in how the rolling system is done. It's not done on a you know turn by turn basis. It's done. Here's the scene. This is what you roll. Move on. Likewise, a resolution roll is used to resolve bypassing an entire area of dangerous hazards or the entirety of a diplomatic negotiation between a group of aristocrats. Therefore, positive and negative results as well as consequences need to reflect this. It has to reflect the entire scene. What follows are some suggestions. Hello, grammar, on how to do this. Success. Double, double plus good. Let the players have their successes in full. Yeah, that just makes sense. Partial success is still a success. And we've already kind of talked about this. You, I, look, I don't have time to read the entire book to you. Um, but but you, you get it. Okay, good consequences for partial successes. Well, let's see what some of the examples are here. Party member suffers additional stat damage. A random event is rolled. <laughs> yeah, okay. Uh, I don't know if that, that those are pretty hefty. Um, yeah, the random events are no joke. A party member loses or breaks one of the things. Ugh, I just said they. A party, uh, the party loses a party resource. But you see them right here. Yeah. Forced to stop and rest entering the Koch phase. So you can't even move on. But uh, I think those are a little excessive, at least at the beginning. But remember, you're talking about an entire scene. So yeah, you beat the enemy, but you took some damage in the process. Now you right. need to rest. So it kind of does make sense. Mm -hmm. failure ungood failure means tasks unsuccessful and something different must be attempted all right ungood consequences somebody in the party is kidnapped the party is separated <laughs> that can't be good party anxiety oh, no, increases sorry, no, by three so uh in if if this was a combat role everyone takes damage everyone suffers some kind of harm if if a if a combat role has failed because throughout the entire fight everyone got hurt and lost the fight it says all the party takes stat damage yep yep party loses all of one resource or multiple resources wow yeah that anxiety though having three dice rolled against you whew. it's bad critical failure you've played games before critical yeah. failures are good players also bollocks but it does say uh, are statistically unlikely, which is true unless you have really low stats. But it's not even that because you roll as the party, not as an individual. <laughs> so uh, maybe Heathen Dog, you are a little more right about that. Yeah. Ruck, situation where the party fights each other. So I'm guessing that's ruckus. Yeah. Uh, other groups or individuals are referred to as rucks. A ruck is resolved in the same way as any resolution role. However, the speaker may say the party requires more successes to succeed if the party is at some disadvantage, such as significantly outnumbered, has no guns, you know, taking a knife to a gunfight. Yep. Uh, fighting a group or individual significantly better training equipment. You get the idea. Basically, if you're outnumbered, outgunned, or in a bad tackle situation, the, uh, the speaker may say you need to get two, three, four, sixes. Yeah, basically, uh, uh, if if the chrono aristocrat is not on your team, which is very likely, there is a random event where you find the chrono aristocrat. And if you decide to fight him, I'm going to say you're at a significant disadvantage. Yeah. Because you're <laughs> fighting the doctor. That's something you never, ever want to do. Or or the master. 
or the master. Yeah, if, if you you don't want to fight a time lord, you're a human being. You're you're at a, you're at a uh, excuse me, chrono aristocrat. Whatever. <laughs> if a character takes physical harm, he can roll a number of d6 equal to his armor value. Any sixes rolled reduce the harm by one. It, again, now, I, same. I want to. I want to just say, if you remember, the the Highlander has a kilt. It's considered an armor of one. Yep. Just uh, just saying. Again, Apparently, very. Uh, there are a lot of crotch shots, and and uh, he he armored his kilt. <laughs> Indigo. I, I don't know. So, uh, it's just, again, just like the Year Zero engine. The party is surprised any rolls dealing with the situation. Surprise are at a plus one difficulty. So, there's a scavenging roll. Now, I tried to relate this to, I did not have enough time to read through this. I just skimmed this part. Like, when I say skim, like, oh, scavenging. Oh, uh, looks like something neat. I don't know if this is the same as Forbidden Lands, but I thought that Forbidden Lands had a really awesome, something I'm kind of plagiarizing, obviously, for my system, though, um, which is different. But I love the survival system of Forbidden Lands, and I think that this is going to be similar to that. So on a six, you find things that you're searching for. Okay. So if, you, uh, if you're looking for something specific? Yeah, you're looking for... You're looking for juice. You're looking for batteries. You're looking for scram. You're looking for food, water. You're looking for a hatchet. You're looking for a wrench. Whatever. You roll a six. You found it. Good job. Yep. A five. You found it, but it might be guarded. Uh, you might get poisoned. Uh, or a random it's, event, or it's, it's not as good quality. Whatever. Let's, let's say you were looking. Decides what the ungood thing is from the previous chart. Yep. As an example, using the previous chart. Yep. And you can fail. Uh, uh, fi okay. Uh, Failing automatically creates a tunnel event. Okay. Yeah. That's what I went back to read. Cause again, I hadn't read yeah. this before. So, so wow. Oh my God. I looked at some of those tunnel events tunnel again. Events are no joke. T tunnel events are when, when you're traveling between two stations, you are literally in the, on the train tracks, in the tunnel, in the dark. Shit gets and, and real. And Real using fast. that Metro or Hellgate London reference that has been posted in chat, yes. you know, you know what we're talking about. <laughs> it's like that demon's right around the corner. Okay, maybe not a demon in this game, but you get it. And this is if you fail, if you if you critically fail, you're surprised by the tunnel event. <laughs> Which you is, better hope it's a good one. It's not going to be. All right, stuff. Your stuff is used. Oh God, your stuff can be used as part of an action if it's appropriate. Add the number of stuff dice. Okay, so we know that if you roll one, the item you know, loses and it yeah. can break like, and be fixed by like government. For, for example, if you want if you want to, to talk to someone who's really far away, having a megaphone will help you. Yep. Yeah, there you go. Give you a uh, strict time records. In Shadow of Mog, time is measured in bong. Which are, uh, which are the, the top of the hour for Big Ben. Yes. The character can dimly hear these bongs echoing above him from the great bong in the sky. Uh, yeah, I'm shaking my head too. Like, you can't see it. I wish you could see me on camera, but yeah. One bong is roughly, why is it roughly? If that clock is working, it better be pretty accurate, you know? Uh, roughly uh, equal, equal to one hour. Party needs eight bongs to rest. You know how to work time in RPGs. If not, Get the book. If you, if this is interesting, you get the book. I don't want to go through literally everything in the book. This is going to take too long. We've, we're already on, what, an hour? Um, yeah. Certain situations... Well, yeah, I was doing the technical difficulties at first, but yeah, certain situations may require the party to make a herd immunity roll. There's no COVID reference here, is there? No. Okay. 
Uh, these are typically situations where the party is passively trying to avoid a negative effect or situations such as disease, trauma, uh, etc. This works the same as a resolution. The difference is that the role is not voted on and dice are not bid. Did we skip the dice bidding part? Well, that, that's or, or is that uh, later? Or is that for, later? No, no, for for group actions, like like you're going to a fight, someone says, "Okay, I want to use my my strength for the group role." I and uh, th this guy over here has has a truncheon. We're going to use that. That'll add to the dice. Well, th and this is this is the part that that's annoying because I thought I think we skipped it accidentally. It, we could have skipped it accidentally, but this uh, this game is not awesome with the order it gives things. Because I know anyway, I, I know uh, I, the, I know I read the whole it. Bidding thing is whose whose skill you're going to use, whose stuff you're going to use to augment this role. Sort of. No, it's a little a different. It's a little different than that. It's a little um, different. I'm I'm just trying to I'm just trying to keep it as simple as possible. If you want to know exactly, you can read the book. It's fine. It's it's a oh, not not stuck. It's a dice pool system. Maybe we'll get to it, but it's a dice pool system. And what happens is, is you, you determine, let's say you get forced into doing something you, you don't want to do. You didn't want to fight. But you got outvoted. But you got outvoted. Now you have to fight. You can choose to only spend one die. Now, the skill die must be max. But your attribute, stuff, and mates die, you could vote zero. Or not vote. You could just say, okay, I put in zero. And then once all the dice are there, they're tallied up, then the roll is made. Um, so ho hopefully we get to that. Oh, either that, or if we missed it, well, that's the general overview right there. But again, you roll as the party and, and you bid your dice. Um, and there's also a caveat, something about, uh, you must bid, I think the equal number of attribute dice to skill dice or something like that. I, I got, see, um, I, I, I didn't go, I didn't go into the techno minutia. I thought you would. I got, yeah, I got caught on that, that section, but I thought it was earlier, but maybe it's later. We'll find out. Um, so anyway. If you're trying to avoid all that, if you roll a six, obviously the party avoids uh, five. The party member with the lowest stat, and this is, I love this. This is perfect. This is the right way to do this. The party member with the lowest stat being rolled suffers the harm. So if you're rolling against a disease, the one with the lowest constitution, uh, what's it called? These, again, yeah, uh, would be the one to suffer. That just makes sense. Yeah. And I and I like that because I can't stand it when somebody's playing like Dungeons and Dragons or whatever, and everybody's got saving throws, but you just happen to be the guy that rolled the one. Okay, really? <laughs> you know, so in this case, it just makes more sense. Um, and you can see where it goes on from there. Reaction rolls and the party meets another group or individual or in response to the party interacting with another group or individual, a reaction role is made to determine how party reacts to the party's whole or how they, the other party reacts to this party's whole. Um, the speaker rolls a number of D6 equal to the combined sum of the current band's value of the party. Notice that's capitalized. That's important. The speaker rolls for your group. Well, the, the speaker rolls the NPC's reaction to your group based on your bands, your combined band stat. Right, Current. but it's it's your stats, but the speakers, but the speaker yes. rolls it. Um, check the highest if the if the six friendly five eh, protect yourselves. Two to four, they uh, react hostily, but they don't necessarily attack. And one is uh, they just outright attack. All right. Uh, improve current skills. You can choose any skill. Now, this is kind of like chaosium-ish. You can choose any yep. skill that you have bid this day. So you have to have bid it. Whether you passed or failed, roll a number of dice equal to the stat plus skill. 
So let's say hench plus I don't I don't know what all the skills are, but uh, it's it's basically your attribute plus your skill. On a six, you improve by one. On two to five, make no progress. On a one, you lose. Let's let's, let's do this again. On a one, you lose one level in this skill. Basically, what you thought you learned was actually dumb. You do not take two wires that are connected to a power generator and stick them to your tongue. But here's the thing: if it goes to zero. You've forgotten the skill. It's yep. gone. It's gone. You can't use it anymore. It's gone. You have to learn a new one. You have to learn it again, which is next. Learning a new skill. You also have to learn a new skill. Uh, you can either roll Noggin or the associated stat. On a six, you gain one level of skill. Therefore, you get the skill. On a two to five, you don't learn how to use it. On a one, you can never learn this skill. It is forever beyond you. <laughs> wow. And also, uh, Max out of four. Which, I, again, I like. This is one of the problems with the year zero engine is there's a bit of power creep in it. Uh, at some point, light chart. yes, determine base light. It, look, it's just modifiers Pretty for a game. Easy. I mean, yeah. pitch dark, shadowy, dim light. You need four successes. Yeah. So uh, you can figure this out. Like, Actually, it, no, that's five. Huh? Light level success dice need. It said plus four. Well, yeah, five total, but plus four. You're right. Right. Yep. You need five sixes to succeed in the pitch dark. Good luck with that. Yep. Party That's resources, one. again, this is taken directly from Year Zero Engine. And I don't mean taken in a bad way. I actually like the Year Zero Engine. <laughs> Party resources are abstracted into a die value that ranges D4, D6, D8, D10, D12. So you have a D12 of an item. So let's say you have a D12 arrow. Sorry, I'm just too used to Forbidden Land, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be doing this. You have a D12 of arrows. You roll that 12. If you get a 2 to a 12, you still have a D12 of arrows. You roll a 1, it drops down to a D10. Basically, each one has a higher chance of rolling a 1. When you roll a 1, it goes down by a, a, a die. If you hit a 1 on a D4, you're out. You must repopulate it. Okay? Uh, gubbins. Gubbins are the most effective form of barter in the underground. Gubbins can also be used to repair weapons, armor, and equipment. Uh, can usually be traded one for one. For example, one gubbins can be traded for one of any other resource. Resource is important because they take up line items on your character sheet. Scran, rep yep. Scran represents food and water. So if you paid one gubbins for one food and water, you'd basically have, you'd lose one gubbins, right? Yep. And you'd have a D4 Scran. If you buy two, this is if you're starting from nothing. If you buy two, you'll get rid of two gubbins and you'll have one two so a d6 grand i think you can see how it goes from there yep sludge represents party's reserved ammunition that's actually the ammunition uh, the currency in mutant year zero and juice represents a party's fuel reserve meds represents party supply of vital medicine these can be used during the koch phase uh yeah meds heal a character's hench or dash by one when used molly represents the party supply of drugs and narcotics molly go figure uh, this includes everything from alcohol to cigarettes to harder street drugs. Can be rolled to reduce the party's anxiety. I don't see you don't see where this is going, do you? Like we got a lot of anxiety, man. I got the gout. I got the gout. Oh, I feel better. Um, anyway, trading resources, and you can trade same way you kind of buy and sell. You can just trade one for one or two for one or however you do it. Individual encumbrance. Each individual character may carry up to ten items. That's a little different than Year Zero Engine, but uh, you know it's still the way it works. With heavy counting as two, uh, yeah, that's that's similar to that. 
a party. Now, here we go. This is what I wanted to actually spend a little more time on. The party can carry the party carry weight is set by the combined encumbrance total of the value of all your resource die. Each resource die has a weight value based on the die as follows. A D4 has a weight value of one. A D12 has a weight value of five. So let's go look at the formula over here. If a party contains five party members, the party and carry capacity is 10. It's party members times two. So if you have five of all the resources we talked about up here, um, so we got Gubbins, Scran, Slugs, Meds, Mollies. That's what, one, two, three, four, five? Mm-hmm. If you had D12 of all of that, you'd have 25. But if you're a party of five, uh, five people, you only have a carrying capacity of 10. That would be some heavy encumbrance, huh? Yep, you're not moving a whole lot. As a matter of fact, uh, if you have certain, I forget how much over, over your, your uh, party uh, maximum carry weight, you can't move at all. You can actually move, move through the underground. Yeah, I uh, I didn't read this part enough, so let's find out. This puts a party at seven over its max, uh, makes it moderately encumbered. Where is it? does it say what moderately encumbered is? It does not. It's later on. Oh, does it? Okay. It's, I uh, think it's under na- navigation. Okay, so it affects the difficulty resolution rolls. So does that mean minus seven or so? I mean, okay, yeah. So each individual over limit 12 further. Oh, each item an individual character has over the limit of 12 further adds one to the group. Where'd you get this 12 number from? I don't know where this 12 number came from. Did I miss something? Carrying capacity is 5 times 2 is 10. Alright, well, we're just going to have to check, chalk that up to either a typo or I'm confused and just move on. If you want to understand it better, go buy the book. Also, also, I got to stop for a second. If you like what we're doing here, like, subscribe, and share. Hey, you like how I edited that? That looks pretty good, doesn't okay. it? Yeah. So yeah. Hey, if you if you like what we're doing, like, subscribe, and share. And now back to our segment one. Uh, anxiety roll. When making a party resolution roll, the speaker also rolls a number of anxiety dice equal to the party's current anxiety. These dice, these dice count. I can't read. Jesus. These dice count towards party success. However, if a one is rolled on an anxiety any anxiety on, dice. Yeah, you're right. On any anxiety dice, it should be died. See, that's that's what's throwing yeah. me off here. Die, the singular of dice is die. <laughs> if a one is rolled on any anxiety die, the action counts as a failure, and the party must roll on the party upper lip table. Which is the mental trauma table. Yeah. Redu- here's how you can reduce anxiety. Basically, take Molly or sleep. Party manifesto sheet. Here are the party laws. Long story short, this is what you've been voting on, or a lot of what you've been voting on. So, for example, the party may vote. Oh, here we go. Uh, yeah, so if you want to include party names, party resources, party encumbrance, so on and so forth. Uh, the party may vote that it will always feed the party member with the lowest hench first to prevent him from dying of starvation. Sure, makes sense. The party may vote that it will always fight mogs on site. And if it's in the party manifesto, it just happens. Always recruit children to the party. Uh, Party wishes to remove a law. It may do so, but it must remain a law for at least one day before it's voted to be removed. Here you go. A party can vote. See, I told you I read this. A party can vote to change the voting system entirely. For example, enacting a secret ballot-based system, letting party members under the age of 18, or even party horses vote. (laughs) 
<laughs> don't ask me how, would that just be the character doing it or would that be the speaker i don't know that's an interesting one like uh, how'd you or to eat or to vote to reject democracy by for or even vote to reject democracy by for example declaring what is that am i yes, not that's a real that's a real sentence let, let, let me try it okay or even vote to reject democracy by for example declaring it's missing a comma declaring yeah, one that's player okay. as the great party leader comma <laughs> who now makes all the decisions oh my god yeah thank you like i i something about yeah yeah it's uh, this thing is poorly edited yes okay navigating the tunnels you got a navigation role this goes back to forbidden lands type stuff uh, except for it's underground um and this is what happens as you're navigating i'm just going to kind of uh skim over some of this now we've really talked this game as far as I'm concerned, for one segment, I th at this point, you either like it or you don't. Conscious activities, you can chill. Mindful meditation, this is how you get rid of uh, anxiety. This is how you heal yourself and so forth. Uh, here we go. Random tunnel events. Die roll, roll D12. And it depends on where you are as to what happens. I see 11 on here a lot. So what's 11? Beats back on the menu, boys. Come across a party of skin traders. Oh, that sounds healthy. Oh, yeah, it's great. These denizens of the underground make a living in trading of the in trading of a range of exotic meats furs and pelts from rat to dog to long pig <laughs> long pig <laughs> that was good i, I like that when i read it as well uh, von sark says vote for mount wow i think vote the apocalypse well the apocalypse in this game they mentioned might just have been brexit yes he hates brexit he's the, the guy who wrote this a blm guy you can tell yep. he hates brexit and so forth it's somebody who in real life i would not get along with but he has made a funny game and i can't i can't uh, i can't argue with that um so anyway i'm not going to read through all that that was on the screen long enough you can uh you can pause it but uh, here are the the random events tables and pardon me for skipping through a lot of this but uh, i think it needs to be done Koch phase procedure. Each party member eats scran. These are the steps in the phase. Uh, who cannot... Uh, each party member eats scran. Those who cannot take hench and dash damage. So if you can't eat, you take damage. Spend gubbins... If you gubbins, get down to zero, uh, you're not... You're bonked. You're, you're, yeah, yeah. If you get down to zero, you're unconscious for at least an hour, and you have to roll on the bonk table, which is the physical trauma table. And you could die from that. Spend gubbins to repair any party stuff. So remember, this is like your rest phase. Yes, this is where you can repair things. This is where you can roll to increase or get a new skill. This is this is the time that all of this uh, behind the scenes stuff can actually happen. You you can't increase your skill during the day when your party is moving. You can only do things like this when you're resting. All right, skip. That's been on there long enough. Uh, navigation vote. Vote on direction of travel and intended destination. I want to go here. Well, we voted. We're going that way. And no, you don't get to be like, well, I'm going to go my own way. Nope. Uh, unless you're the Highlander. Unless you're the Highlander, right. You must do what the party votes on, unless you're the Highlander. Are you stupid? I can't speak in a Scottish accent. Where's Garth on? Um, spend juice until the desired light level is reached. Like, yeah, you might, you might want to vote on that. Like, do you want to spend the juice or not? And you can see the rest of them there. Voting procedure. Remember, this is a core concept of the game, so we're going to talk about this one. A character eligible to vote, which means age 18 or higher, makes a proposition. The proposition is discussed by the party. The speaker asks each party member in order to speak on it. The speaker asks each party member eligible to vote what his or her vote is in order. Each party member must either vote, abstain, or spoil his vote. 
Well, yeah, I suppose that's where you do the whole uh, I vote for uh, I vote for Snoopy thing, right? Yep. Uh, each part, uh, party or mates. Vote, I vote for the Green Party. There you go. <laughs> party mates are are included in the vote. They will usually side with the character they're following. Yeah, uh, that makes sense. Uh, by the speaker's discretion. Oh, by the speaker's discretion. Ah, uh, except the chrono aristocrat, because the mate is described as completely devoted. Hmm. Okay. That's that's interesting by the speaker. So if you actually wanted to give your NPCs, I wouldn't do this because I think it would take away from the game. You already have enough party interaction and so forth going on, but you could uh, you could give your mates feelings. <laughs> yeah. If the vote receives a majority, then the voted for proposition happens. If not, a different proposition can be made. You cannot vote for the same proposition more than once in the same day. If this vote is to become party law, nice bold capitalized, note it down in the party manifesto sheet. If the voted proposition requires significant action, risk, or consequence to resolve, make a party resolution. It's right out of Monty Python. Uh, yeah, have see, alcohol poisoning. This, <laughs> this part is all the satire. This is this is what grinds the game down. But it's meant to. It's meant it's to. Yeah, supposed to. Maybe. This is the problem with a true democracy. Mob rule. Straight up mob rule. Straight up mob. Here, here here's the problem. The uh, it, uh, you get a large enough uh, sample of people, you have a bell curve. Stupid people, average intelligence people, which are the most of, and then the truly intelligent people. The problem is, you have average people and stupid people voting on very important things that you only want really intelligent people voting on. They're going to sway the vote to something stupid invariably that's why we have a representative democracy we vote for a person to have our votes and hopefully we voted a smart person well apparently he did not like the way mog voted yeah he, he, <laughs> he the, this uh this author does not like the idea of the popular vote he believes that the popular vote is stupid because there is only a small percent of the population that is knowledgeably informed on many subjects, let alone any particular subject. And so I wouldn't want to hear their opinion on it anyway. Like Kanye West, amazing <laughs> musician. Anything else he has to come out of his mouth, I don't want to hear. All right, this let's idea uh... <laughs> of, of what to put on a hot dog, I don't want to hear it. He's not a chef. It. Yeah, you're not a chef, dude. Shut up. But uh, in in a hundred percent democracy, he gets to vote what's on a hot dog, even if he says it should be chili and chocolate sauce. Okay, he gets his vote. Chili and if and, and if he's in this group, he can make you eat that hot dog. Yeah. <laughs> so there you go. Oh, here here's the encumbrance table. Okay, I see it. Zero to oh wow stops per day. Okay, travel. Oh Jesus. Oh no, the encumbrance table. Here's the encumbrance table. Yeah. That's yeah. that's and if you're heavily encumbered, all of a sudden your dice rolls are modified. Okay, I get it. So yeah, if you're heavily encumbered, one more success. Yeah. See the, the this is this is the party encumbrance. Uh if you're unencumbered, you can go to you can move up to eight different uh railway stops per day. But the more encumbered you are, the the more stop, the, the least amount of stops you can take and the more bongs it takes to get to each stop until if you are 12 or more 
over your total party encumbrance, you can't move at all. At all. So you better eat some food and lighten the load a little bit. All right, when your noggin and bands get to zero, yep, you roll on this chart. And let's just say you roll a three, because that's okay. No, I'm going to roll my die. Hold on. I rolled a four. Wobbly upper lip. Well, that's better than a trembling upper lip. Sure. <laughs> I like that. All the upper lips quivering. I didn't notice that before. Quivering upper lip. Stiff. Okay. Um, so wobbly upper lip. Characters, max noggin and bands are reduced by one. Oh. That's and bad. Uh, the character, that should be an apostrophe in between the R and the... Let um, it go, man. That, that's everyone. That's everyone in the, in the party loses not only their well, max no, no, no. noggin advance, but... This is if somebody goes to zero. If someone in the party goes to zero, not everyone suffers this. Not everyone. Okay. Well, if 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 it was a whole party resolution and all yes. the party gets injured, yes, then yes, then yeah, then everyone gets it. But uh, and but it can heal it. You can heal it if you have a Molly or twenty four hours of of uninterrupted cool rest. You can heal that. All right, let's roll on the bonk table. I got a. I can never remember if that's a six or a one. Uh, say it's a one. Say it's a one. Okay, one is a fatal bonk. You've kicked the bucket. Your character's deceased and out of the game. Heal. Nothing. Your character has ceased to be. He is an X character. Yeah. So if, if you're Hench or... Uh, what's the agility one? I'm blanking. Um. Uh, well, Dash. Dash. If, if you're Hench or Dash, go to zero. You have to roll on, on the bonk chart. And if you roll a one, you die. If you, <laughs> if you don't eat... <laughs> During during the rest phase of a day, and your hench goes to zero, you got to roll on the bonk chart. You roll a one, you die. Oh, here's the party upper lip table. Yes, that's the next one. This is oh. this is the uh, okay the mental one. Uh, give me a modifier from one to three. Uh, two. Two. Okay, two plus two is four. So uh, every everyone's lips are a tad twitchy. Party's anxiety increases by one. All right. So there you go. It's all gone. <laughs> It's all gone. Pete Tong. I don't know who Pete Tong is. The party disbands and scatters to the winds. Game over, old chap. Oh, that's awesome. You get a thumbs up from me, sir, for this. We might not agree with each other in real life, but I think I, I, I have to say that I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to backtrack on what I was going to actually say about this game. And I think I agree with Heathen Dog now. This game is more. God damn it. I just don't. This game is more satire than. Uh, SJW. I mean, it's, it still has SJW elements because that's just the, the, the writer's personal, well, the, the, the writer's personality bleeding, bleeding through. But this was obviously written in in anger because uh, all comedic of the anger of, of, of this game are debilitating toward players and and a speaker alike. Comedic anger, though. I, yes, I, yes. Again, humor is injected into this game. Both dark and light humor is injected into this game. And you know that is that is something. That is something. I'm going to be sticky and not in the good way until this stream is over. I just spilled. <laughs> I have a cup with a cover on it, and yet I still found a way of spilling. Yep. Okay. And if you are not British, if you scroll up a little bit, you'll see the the uh, Britbong game translations. <laughs> the wow, wow, Pete Tong wrong, Her Majesty the Queen. Wow. So there you go. Yep. I, I wish we wouldn't have missed that that die roll. I, I really thought that that was important. Um, 
Uh, it's too. Uh, I'm streaming. I'll have to wait till I'm done. I cleaned up most of it. That's fine. But uh, uh, there's also a uh, a map that you can see of the underground. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I was talking about. You can't see me on screen. I forgot about that. Yeah. Uh, yep. Yeah. Map of the underground, party manifesto sheet, uh, who you are, and so forth. Nice simple character sheet. I. Yeah. There's a lot. If this game is not your cup of tea, kind of like mine, I keep saying that, but maybe it's because it's a British uh, game. I can understand that. Um, it's not mine, but I wouldn't be opposed to playing it. No. If I mean, Heathen uh, Dog were to run it, if it, see, if everyone understands what this game is about, if everyone understands that 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 this is satire against uh, a one hundred percent democracy against the idea of a popular vote then this this game can be understood in that light and you can have fun doing it you can yep but if you if you don't have the inclination or you just don't want to then man it you you can't say it's a bad game you just have to say it's not for you not for you yeah so where can you get so where can you get this game uh, Shadow of Mog. Let me zoom in here. Do, 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 do. By Manic Productions. Uh, it's at manicproductions.co.uk. And I want to find... Oh, no, I think it's back in the book. What? Do, do, do. <laughs> he talks about copyright. Shadow of Mog is a work of parody in reference to the truth is coincidental copyright. Okay, copyright is a capitalist brain drain psyop on the working class. Steal this game. It's right there. Right there, page 94, very bottom. So, steal the game. The writer says steal. There you go. Hopefully you can see that. Sorry, right here. Copyright is a capitalist brain drain psyop on the working class. Steal the game. Uh, which is not true, but okay. okay, it's his game. If he, you know what, if I steal it and somebody tries to get mad at me, be like, set it right there. By the yeah, way, the person who wrote it, I now I want to give I want to give a little quick. I'm gonna do this real quickly. Just a okay. little history of my, my interaction with this uh, with this person. Where'd he go? Oh, oh do, do, do he's did they take him off in one day? Okay, why can't I find it? Uh. Like I was just saw him here yesterday. Is this the the modifius lineup? Yeah. Oh, here he is. This is the guy who created the game. Okay. Right here. Now it doesn't matter. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not saying like oh, good, bad, weather. But the the reason why I'm here on the modifius site is because I was like, this name sounds familiar to me. Mostly because, like, uh, I mean, it's not the most common name in the world. And I'm like, I talked to somebody with this name a couple of years ago. And and I did finally did uh, like I did a search in my email. Come to find out, he works from or worked. He just recently left Modifius to start his own company. Um, but I was like, this person sent me an email. Uh, hopefully, I'm not doxing myself here. Probably not. So hey, this is Legion Miss site. Uh, my name's Panny. I work for uh, PR Modifius. Blah blah blah. There you go. Right. But this is the part. He said. As my colleague noted, we can't unfortunately offer you copies of Mutant Year Zero and Coriolis. However, we could offer you a promo copy of Mutant Chronicles. My response, I'd be very thankful and appreciative of Mutant Chronicles. Guess what I never received? Copy of Mutant Chronicles. A promo copy of Mutant Chronicles. Yeah. It was my first, it was the first thing that made me angry with Modifius and it's gone downhill from there. 
<laughs> so, so uh, as anybody, anybody watches these streams or videos on the regular knows, I am no fan of Modifius Entertainment at all. Um, but uh, do love, well, although Free League is sliding too. Sigh. Uh, but there we go. That's a, I just want to show that I actually had a little history. With that. I wonder if that's how you sent Legion Myth an email or if you saw a stream or whatever. But anyway, I when I first looked at the game, I was kind of like, Ugh. all right, you know what? We said we we're going to do it. You need a copy of their Eternal Hatred. Well, from Modifius, I don't care. This guy, I don't think we beat on his game. I was going to. I Seriously, I was set up to beat up this game. I was ready to do one of my rants, even though you I can't see me. He, between reading it a little bit closer and Heathen Dog and the way you guys were talking in chat, yeah, I kind of was turned around. Yep. It's one of the, I Would I go out and buy it? No. And it's not because I, I despise it. I just wouldn't buy it because I don't play games like this. Yeah. It's just not my thing. This but, is a really good convention game. Yes. Yes. Four yes. hours, do this thing. You you have a, a, a simple thing like make make eight stops. Successfully complete eight stops and and you and you'll you'll win this four hour convention, you know, game session. Yes. And this is this is a great game for that. Just I put in the same uh, category as paranoia. The one difference is is I have experience with paranoia. And I've been playing Paranoia. Well, you've played a lot more than I have, but I've played Paranoia since the 80s, 90s, 80s, whatever. Um, I, I would just stick with that. Like, I don't even play Toon. I've had Toon. Zark knew me when I had Toon in, in high school, and I don't ever play that. But uh, you know, anyway, that's how I see this game. All told, I think that, yeah, it, yeah Heathen Dog summed it up. I'm not going to repeat what he said because he summed it up right. Uh... Fading Suns, I'm fearful for its future. I've heard of the Fading Suns. So people have actually asked me a few times to review it, but uh, I don't have a copy of it, and I don't go purchasing Modifius Entertainment games. Mutant Chronicles does interest me, but not the way uh, that company writes books. So, all right. Uh, I save any questions, comments, concerns, and so forth for segment three if you want to come in and join us. Of course, everybody, if you liked what we did here, we rushed through it, or I, I rushed through it more than Heathen Dog did. Uh, but that's because this is just a one, a one segment, one episode yeah. deal. I, I didn't um, want anyone to lose the, the context behind everything because understanding this game is pretty much all about context. Yeah, uh, it is about content. I think he's right. And and yes, Heathen Dog did. did uh, well, him, the book, whatever. All, all told, everything combined together to, to give me a more positive uh, vibe of it. And uh, if you like what we do here, please uh, subscribe, like, share. Hey, if you're watching the stream right now, give it a like. That helps. Yeah, have some fun. And man, I'm kind of upset that I'm not going to be on the screen for this next part. Well, you got the right face for it. I have exactly the right face for it. Yes, I do. Uh, do, do, do. go ahead. Go ahead and do the filler while I'm getting everything else back up. Okay. Do you have the uh, picture for it? Oh yeah, it's in. Isn't it there? there it is. Yeah. I can't even read that. Strixhaven. There we go. Dungeons yes. and Dragons. Strixhaven. A curriculum of chaos. Now I have not read this. I don't. Well, neither, neither have I. <laughs> okay. Uh, I know that uh, people in chat have, especially uh, um, blanking on craft, especially Matt Craft. 
We're and, only uh, talking we, about this because it was brought up on our Discord a couple yes. of times to go over. Because yes. I just don't care. It, it, it It's true. It's true. Because uh, we already have our our uh, opinions of Drow pretty much set in stone. And This, this isn't the Drow issue. This isn't the Drow issue? What, what, no. Which issue is this? This this is the uh, I want to have a high school prom D and D. Oh, that one! Oh God! All right. <laughs> All right. Yeah, that's why it's segment two. <laughs> okay. So, uh, what comes next in the in the banner list here after segment two? Oh, we have to have a disclaimer. Yes. All opinions and comments belong to the individual speaker and do not represent the Legion Myth organization. Well, I guess technically I do represent the Legion Myth organization now, don't I? I am the LLC. Um, I don't care. Hyperbole, satire, stereotypes, generalizations, and assumptions are often and intentionally used for simplicity and or effect. He, him, and his have long been considered neutered pronouns. I will not do the they, them nonsense because it's bullshit not needed. I have a blog about that on my website for every argument you can come up with. With the exception of one, I had one Tumblr idiot say... Catch up with the times. And I just want to respond back, except for I don't know how to use Tumblr, which is like, says the person still using Tumblr. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> the, the, the response is get off my lawn. Right. Uh, <laughs> that, that is the joking response to that. Yes. Uh, I, I, Tumblr's automatic when I post something on our website. So that's oh, okay. why, that's why, I mean, I don't know how to even log into it anymore, but, uh, and this content is not meant for children under the age of 13. Is it Hogwarts? I, I heard that would have been a better solution had, uh, had they actually gone that route. Um, okay. So let me turn that off. Oop, put the segment two banner up. There we go. Opinion and commentary for segment two. And share this screen. As always, segment three, you guys can come in and talk to us about this fun, wholesome goodness. Like, subscribe, and share if you like the weirdness that we do. All right. Tell us about this because already I'm not liking the pictures. Well, it's like an enchantment under the sea only with actual enchantment. Are those two dudes? Elves are weird. I don't know. Well, only this isn't an elf. Okay. Is, no, no. It's a, it's a dark elf from EverQuest. It's blue. Okay. <laughs> I don't know what the hell that is. Shadow uh, elf from WoW. I don't know. Something like that. Oh my God. Hot mess. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So D&D Strict, uh, Strixhaven campaign has mechanics for what a hot mess college life can be. What every person who plays D&D ever wanted. Yeah. Let's go. Let's go to college. Can I, can I go to college? Can I, can I go back to my high school years? Because, you know, they were such fun times. I want to go back and, and take tests and, and skip class with Zark. Go try to find a bowling alley. Oh, no, that was a pet. Um, <laughs> uh, oh. Have unsafe sex under the bleachers and then, and then get, get a girl pregnant and have to, and have to uh, drop out of that college scholarship to work at the factory. That's what I want to play. Let's play that. Well, that was back in the days of shame. Now you're not shamed anymore. Oh yeah, every everybody in here is gender fucked. You got two homos here. Hey, 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 hey. There. And 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 some some and and everyone's a different race. Oh, these yeah, even no, this would not happen ever. Oh, a drow and an elf. We'll get to the drow thing after this segment. Oh goody. When making Dungeons and Dragons campaign books based, oh, who are we talking? Hold on, I can read that. What? That's good. Uh, oh, it's Polygon. Uh, why didn't I use the Wayback Machine? Freaking Polygon gave him a click. 
All right. And who wrote it? Uh, by Samantha Nelson. All right. When making Dungeons and Dragons campaign books based on the world of Magic the Gathering, because that's what everybody wanted. Now, to be fair, you can't really argue it. You know, Wizards of the Coast owns both. Why wouldn't they combine the settings? I, I mean, in a business sense, you really can't argue that, right? They're both kind of fantasy realms of blah, 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 right? So, Wizards of the Coast designers have come up with ways to make existing mechanics and characters from the collectible card game fit into an entirely different set of established roles. That was especially challenging for the team behind the upcoming crossover book, Strixhaven, a curriculum of chaos. Because they're also looking for a way to translate the college experience. Now, now really? Who wanted to go to college or high school if you didn't go to college and then say, oh, I cannot wait to role play a game where I'm back in college? Nobody does that. I mean, well, maybe large of the people who play Fate Core do that. I, I will say this. For the people who had an excellent time in college, they probably don't do RPGs. <laughs> Fair. So for the people who do play RPGs, they wouldn't want to go back to college or high school or junior high. Uh, I heard Except for me. I, I had a pretty good uh, high school experience. Mine was a mixed bag. Uh, junior high is where it was really bad for me. Uh, I heard the Magic Gathering set was originally supposed to be HP. I don't know what that means, but then Watsy got got mad at J.K. Rowling. Oh, oh, Harry Potter. Okay, but then Jerry uh, Watsy got mad at J.K. Rowling about something, probably because she's you know a turf. Um, got it. I find it weird that they made a college that has a prom. College doesn't have proms, and why, for the love of shit, fuck, do these people want to always have a prom episode? I don't know. Oh. This is people who want to do a D&D version of the Owl House. <laughs> oh, my God. We haven't even gotten into it yet. Come I on. know. Right? Okay. I have no idea what this is about yet, except that people hate it. I want to hate it, too, but I, I, can't, I don't know enough about it to hate it. Okay. Unlike some people, I want to actually understand something to hate it properly. Well, then I will read these quotes in the proper voice. As we reflected upon our experiences as university students, we looked at not only how much excitement there can be, but what a hot mess college life can be. Principal designer Jeremy Crawford, what a fucktard, said during a press conference Monday, the relationships you can build can become really dear and affectionate, but they can also go the other direction and you can end up with a frenemy. Oh, let's use modern made up hip words who might end up causing you trouble based on magic the gathering set strixhaven's school of mages strixhaven a curriculum of chaos is set is a oh my god i can't read is set at a school of wizardry that owes a fair bit to the harry potter series signature school hogwarts school of witchcraft and wizardry now to be fair i haven't read or watched the harry potter movies um Heathen Dog tried to get me to read them a few years ago, actually a bunch of years ago now. Um, and there's something that you said that stuck with me. I said I wouldn't read them because I don't like, it's the same reason I don't play Tales from the Loop. I don't like dealing, you know, with reading about kids and teenagers and so on and so forth. But you did say very clearly that the books grow with the characters. Yes. You still feel that to this day? To this day, I will still say that, yes. I mean, okay. the, the, the tone of the books from when the main character is age 10 to age 17 becomes more and more first young adult than adult okay in, in tone and writing 
<laughs> Plot I, I twist, the straight good. white teacher is the villain. <laughs> oh, that's good. Again, we haven't gotten to it yet. Come on. Uh, this is, uh, students and teachers at Strixhaven are divided among five colleges, I'm guessing for the colors of Magic the Gathering, sure. uh, with their own magical foci. For instance, Prismari draws on the power of the elements, while Silver Quill's members use words as weapons through battle poetry. Oh, <laughs> battle poetry, really? Is that is that like, uh, what, what do they call those, uh, those uh, rap showdowns? I forget what they're called. Rap battles, I, basically. Yeah. Um, except for whatever. In spite of the concept, you don't have to play a magic using class in a Strixhaven game. All players will receive a free campaign feat that will grant them some magical abilities based on one of the colleges. This is what is wrong with 5th edition D&D. Everything is fucking magical. Only mages are supposed to be magical. A little bit of bard magic, I get. Uh, clerical miracles, if you want to, yeah, fine. But... Everything in the freaking fifth edition is power fantasy nonsense bullshit. I'm glad I don't play it. Uh, it's not so much a university to learn how to be a caster as it is a university to learn about magic and the application of magic and the existence of magic in the world, said designer Amanda Hammond. Or senior designer Amanda Hammond said. Designers have developed rules to simulate college life, including taking tests and working on campus. Why would well, you want that? I can't wait to have that librarian job to help pay for my college bills. You know what? Uh, voting on, on every single little minutia thing in a game actually now sounds better. One second. Yeah, but you're in the real world. This is supposed to be fucking Dungeons and Dragons. Ah, <laughs> uh, magic is something you, you discovered. Move on, move on. Move on. It's, it's going to get better. The book also contains rules for building up relationships with other students, which affects the narrative, but also has mechanical impacts on the game. There are personality profiles for 18 NPCs spread across the five colleges, and players can interact with them during relationship encounters, such as an improv festival, a house party, petty raid, or pitch-perfect style singing competition. So what, drunken karaoke? I'll do that for $500 also. The decision players make during these encounters could earn them new allies or rivals who will try to interfere with their plans. Okay. Unlike the previous magic crossovers, which are set in different worlds, Strixhaven is, is designed to be dropped into any D&D campaign. No, 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 it is not. No, it is not. The book features an adventure that can be played from levels 1 to 10 or broken up into four standalone games, each representing a year spent at college because I it only takes four years to earn a bachelor's degree in magic. Not, not lifelong yeah. study, not, yeah. uh, you know, not having innate talent, not having midichlorians. No, it's just <laughs> whatever. Well, uh, the, the, nowadays, the idea of four-year college is almost a pipe dream. You have to take spring and... Uh and winter classes to graduate in four years instead of five. But Do you have a bachelor's degree? No. No, neither do I. It's funny when I tell people at work that, you're an engineer without a bachelor's degree? Yeah, because I know how to learn on my own. I don't need people telling me how to learn. If there's I have an associate's any... degree. That's all I needed. I don't even have that. That was the part that stopped me from getting a bachelor's degree. I didn't want to go to high school again. <laughs> oh, God, no. I mean, I, mine was easy. I had my my tech school was uh, nine months long. All oh. I had to do was, was uh, a test out of six credits of english science and humanities and i got an associate okay that, that's right yeah my my uh my, my tech yeah. school's in graphic arts so it didn't yeah, it wasn't I, I that just, cool i just clept it I, I paid i paid 20 bucks 
per test. Yeah. 60 I, bucks. I had a degree. I, I clept a couple uh, also. I clept English of all things. And that's where I actually learned how little I knew about English. Uh, all right. Let's say uh, it's why I'm such a stickler for it now. Uh, moving on. Let's see. Uh, a bestiary contains 40 new creatures plus NPCs, including professors and the dragons that founded each college. Wait, what? Oh, it's a different realm. Got it. Yeah. Players will also find rules for Owlin. Who's that? A new avian race. Oh. Had to make a new race, didn't they? Okay, look, if you want to play Teenage Fucking Mutant Ninja Turtles, Palladium's got a game called After yeah. the Bomb. It's yep. better. It's better set for this. Fuck all this. Because I think in 5th edition, there are like bird creatures in their Arachacora or Asshole Cores or whatever the fuck they're called. No. No, no, I wouldn't allow him anyway because flying in a fantasy game defeats a lot of the purpose. Just like I didn't give you guys an airship and earth done. That's integral to the damn game. <laughs> like, like, no, you're not going to fly. I wouldn't go in an airship anyway. You know why? Because you, you fall, fall from those things and die. Unless you're a sky raider. Yeah. <laughs> and guess how many people in our group were sky raiders? A whole zero. A whole zero. That's right. Because I said you might not want to do that because you're not going to have an airship. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Although you did do the dwarf uh, tossing and the rope jumping thing from that one module. Well, we kind of had to. Yeah. Oh, my God. Let's see. Players also find new, uh, rules for Owl in a new avian race that was previously tested on Earth Arcana. Plus feats, spells, and items such as magical textbooks to further immerse them in the setting. There are... Oh, never mind. Strixhaven, a curriculum of chaos, releases November 16th, a version of the book with alternate cover art. I think this is the alternate cover art. Okay. Uh, will be available exclusively at local gaming stores. Oh, All right, see, so. see what comments are. Oh, okay, comments, great. I'm a little disappointed the UA subclass for each college got nixed, but I think it's better for everyone if the character creation isn't limited only caster classes like those were. Who the fuck else would be in a wizard tower? Yeah, I mean, if, if you can't cast magic, then what are you doing in a wizard university in the first place? It's to learn I'm, magical I'm theory. University. Sorry, I'm magical okay, university. This is the problem with, I wish I had Crafty's pictures available. This is the problem with how AD&D is now fucking anime versus... Dark gritty, well, what it was supposed to be. D D and D. Huh? Oh yeah, yeah. D and D is now is now uh, anime versus dark and gritty. Wizards went to wizard school. Fighters went to fighter school. Well, maybe they're not necessarily fighter school, but you get what I'm saying. They yeah. didn't go. I want to learn a little magic. What about fighter mages? Well, that would be a little bit different story, but that's a dual class character with all the issues. Yeah. <laughs> copyright? No, no, no. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles are, is. I, I don't. I'm not afraid of that copyright. I got the game behind me, except you can't see because my camera's not on. But after the bomb is a great game. It was written poorly. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles was written better, but um, anyway, uh, I don't know if I'm the biggest fan. The art style don't care. Feels like Ergo has been influenced by various societal social attitudes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Uh, uh, if this was its own original IP, having a slice of little fantasy college would be reasonable. But this is pretty stupid for a D and D campaign. Ding, 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 ding. We got a winner. It's almost as stupid as accessible dungeons and idiots claiming that orcs are racist. I seriously doubt this will be popular. Well, unfortunately, Twitter's going to make it popular because yeah. people are now completionists and they feel they have to have it. But this, yes, Coach 32, we can be friends. All right, I'm, I'm closing out of that. Um, we'll come back to sharing because we got another story after this. Uh, what do you guys, what's, what's chat saying? Uh, well, I already, already put up Doom Bunny, so you don't got to uh, probably the uh, these these guys would be the people who set carry off by being themselves. <laughs> uh, uh, the only way this could be dropped in any D and D camp game is if they're all based on some awful Tumblr webcomic. Yeah, 
Uh, this is proof that Western society is doomed. I would love to disagree with so, that. So for Charlotte Williams, if you can find a copy of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and Other Strangeness, Strangeness Revised Edition, um, it's, yeah. it's better, in my opinion. However, you will get more from the After the Bomb book, but I don't use any of the extra stuff like chimeras and so forth. I think they're dumb. I think, I think it was a bridge. It crossed that Rubicon, so, so to speak. Um, I like what came in the basic TMNT. And yeah, but either one, it's the same basic rules. It's still Palladium, same mutant bio rules, which are awesome. So uh, it's Revenge of the Nerds fanfic, power fantasy. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. The, uh, <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Uh, he is he right. He said it earlier. I thought about that and, and he is right. Uh, the only reason you would want to play an RPG based in college is one if you had been in college and two your college experience sucked and you wanted to rewrite history in your head and if that works for you instead of therapy great but it doesn't mean i have to subject myself to it nerds <laughs> all right i i don't have okay so as as my final comment on this i don't i don't care I mean, if this is what they're making to sell money or sell money, why? If this is sell what they're money. selling to make money, hey, English, putting sentences in word order, good, yay. Sure. Um, if, if this is what they're selling to make money, whatever. You know what? I, I, I can't fault the company for making money. If this is what you want to play, I don't like that it's D&D because it gets further and further away from what, you know, slaying dragons, killing ogres. Uh, yeah. this, this is more Bessem. It seems yeah. like Bessem-esque. Yep. Yeah, it just seems it seems like that would be that would be more appropriate setting. The funny thing is, if this was Bessem, I'd probably say, "Oh, cool." Yeah, it's like all right. The Little Witch Academia. Uh, yeah. What's what's the other what's the other uh, witch? Uh, oh, there's a whole bunch of there's uh, there's a whole bunch of anime stuff that 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 they have in school. You know, like a, a, a aesthetic of a rogue hero. Um, I suppose technically couple of seasons of sao is true about that but not really but anyway yeah there there's there's a whole lot of anime that's that's based in uh in a school environment but you are learning uh a, a magical craft of or a, a specialized craft of, of of some kind uh oh oh uh my hero uh, my hero academia. academia yeah that's another one but yeah, my but big they, problem with this all, they're all anime tropes and they're trying to put an anime trope into D&D 5th edition. And I guess it fits now because D&D's become an anime mm -hmm. now, I guess. So, fine. Yeah. Um, Indigo Dragon says, get both After the Bomb, Ninja Super Spies, and merge them. I, I tried that. I disagree. However, if it worked for you, awesome. I'm glad you got it to work. I didn't like it when I tried to do that. Um, it got too focused on on the martial arts and it just didn't work for me. But I'm not saying it's wrong. It just didn't work for me. On the flip side, I do use the modern of compendium weapons or the book of compendium, whatever it's called, with the penetrating values and so on and so forth for guns. Right. Okay. Now, uh, Charlotte has brought up a Ghost of Tandalorn's uh, question. What exactly do you do if you don't play magic users in this? Well, it's you hang out after school that everyone, everyone gets a magical ability, whether you are a caster yeah. or yep. not. You get a magical ability. I imagine it could be uh, you you regenerate really fast. You're like you know, or or you are you're a null you're a null magic, which means magic doesn't work around you. Or you're a werewolf or a vampire. You know, you're inherently a magical creature, but you can't 
cast traditional magical spells. Maybe that's it. I don't know. It's not out yet. I, I, I can't tell what, but you are. You Even when it is out, are you going to read it? No. <laughs> no. I, I, I'm only I'm only trying to guess what what they mean by everyone has a some kind of magic. And I imagine that would be on the list. Crafty posted something that makes me cry. Crafty posts a lot of things that make you cry. I think most of the people who played games like that, who played actual decent role playing games, have moved on to the OSR, even if they don't admit it. It's like a lot of comic book readers read Comics Gate now, even if they don't admit it. Hmm. So, all right, you ready for the next story? Big right, is crushing. This, this is awesome. Big <laughs> crushing disappointment. That gets a thumb. You win the internets for today, Doom Bunny. <laughs> that was good. I like that. All right, let's move into our next segment now. Uh, let's get the segment two stuff back up on the screen. Not sure what happened to that. Oop. Okay. Uh, oh, it's probably because I shared. I don't know. Share screen. Well, yeah, we should we should do that again though. Yeah, like, subscribe, and share if you like our. Uh, I, I wish I, I wish you could see my facial expressions. I mean, you can go with the pouty baby face. That works, but uh, works fine. Yeah, I, I, by next week, I hope to have my camera fixed or my computer underneath a couple of baseball bats. <laughs> you're gonna go the you're gonna go. Uh, I'll blame it on the movers. Yeah, there you go. Blame Actually, the movers. the movers did break a part of my computer. Oh, good for them. They broke my water cooling. So, Wait, all right. So of the coast breaks down cannon. Yeah. So I don't care about the cannon debate. I'm just going to say that most of us are going to have to agree to disagree because I do believe that there's D&D canon. However, I believe it's addition canon. As much as I don't like that, I think it should be through and through canon. I, I do understand. I mean, even Dragonlance has addition canon. There's a difference between first edition Dragonlance and second edition Dragonlance, even if the additions were more cosmetic. Let's just leave it at that. Um, we can have the canon debate for something else. But there's something in here. There's stuff in here that uh, really... Made me mad. Zoom in. Um, well, for, first of all, do you own any Arve, uh, Ari Salvatore books? It the name sounds familiar. I might. He wrote the Driss novels. I don't. I don't have that. The um, <clears throat> I have one, and it's what he wrote for Star Wars. Um, that could be where it is. Hold on. Let, let me let me stand up. You can't see me stand up. Here. Uh, Oh, no, that's... Oh, Ari Salvatore. No, I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe that wasn't him. I don't know. But then I guess I don't have a book of his. <clears throat> Which now? Great. I'm glad I don't. So I'll wait for Heathen Dog to come back here. So I thought I did, but no, that's Drew Capish. Okay, I know. <laughs> I can hear you too. <laughs> uh, so they pulled... Kathleen Kennedy made all the books Legends... Uh... I don't want to get into that aspect of it because I, I, I be honest, I just don't care. I don't. It, I'll be here. I am not buying the Dragonlance books until somebody I trust has read it and tells me they haven't destroyed Dragonlance. As much as I love Weiss and Hickman and, and the stuff and Dragonlance stuff of the past, until I hear somebody I trust say, no, 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 this is actually a good read and they didn't, they didn't ruin it. I won't even buy the Dragonlance stuff now. And I'm a huge Dragonlance fan. Some people aren't. For me, it's partially nostalgic. But I love Dragonlance. So, um, all right. What? Apparently, bookshelf I could get to, I couldn't find anything. 
but it sounds so familiar. Well, it's because it's because he has written a lot of stuff and, and he's very famous for the Tritz books. Okay. Uh, I, I, there are three, two new non loath worshiping drow that were always around, but nobody discovered them. Blah, blah, blah. Look, now I got called out by somebody saying, Hey, you know, drow have been good since second edition. No, they haven't. Nope. I'm waiting for somebody to point out drow handbook. Fuck the drow handbook. That's a shitty handbook. It's like the Strixhaven book. No, drow are monsters. They're evil dark elves that live underground that should be used as antagonists. That is it. Nothing else. Playing a drow is similar to playing an orc, except for you'll find an orc more often than you'll find a drow. Drow are not playing an evil campaign, maybe, but they're not good. That's why Driz was so popular, because he escaped somehow. Driz, not, now that there are good uh, drow everywhere, Driz's story becomes worthless. Okay? Uh, anyway, drow are evil. Bioessentialism is a thing. They are forced to be evil, either because they worship the god Loth, or because Loth makes them or kills them, or turns them into driders, or because races in D&D species are stereotypes. They're the personification of stereotypes. We've got a couple of videos on this. I have a direct video on this. You know, we've talked about it enough. So I, I'm, but I'm setting that out there so that you know that I will not accept the argument that, well, they're an intelligent species. So X, Y, Z. No, they are an intelligent species, but that doesn't mean that they're not evil. They are biologically driven to be evil. And they cannot get around that. Anybody who says otherwise is wrong. Here's where it made me angry. So, L, drow, L, blah, 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 okay. This is changed for early editions, to be sure, but uh, presumably this is the same sort of thing that Salvatore wished to change in his new book. This is Salvatore talking. I did it because it's the right thing to do. It's an update that was greatly needed for things I didn't even know were a problem when I first wrote the books. They weren't, still aren't. Right. Keith and Doug said it perfectly. I can't tell you how many letters I've gotten over the years. I, I Don't say anything. I want to finish reading it first. Okay. I want you all to pay attention very closely to what I'm about to read and think this through clearly with, without freaking haze induced eyes or a delusional imagination. Oh my God. I made the mistake of reading ahead. <laughs> Don't wait till I'm done. I can't tell you how many letters I've gotten over the years from people who have said, thank you for drits. I finally have someone who looks like me. Stop. Motherfucker. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I want you. I want Throw somebody. Throw up a picture of a dark elf. Yeah. Throw up a fucking no, 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 picture a of a dark elf. Specifically a drow. Specifically a drow. Sorry. Throw up a picture of a drow. And I want everyone in chat who looks like this to type F. I'm, I'm, go I'm going to. Drow have jet black skin. That's as black as. Uh, what shirt are you wearing today? Okay, that's as black as the, okay. You're wearing a jet black shirt. No, no, this isn't jet black. This is char. This is dark charcoal. But well, because you washed it. But yeah, right above me, right yeah. here. That's jet black. Right yes, here. jet black skin, not extra melanin skin, not really no. dark skin. No. Jet black color crayon skin with white hair. There is literally no person on the planet outside of maybe one person with such a crazy skin disease that I don't know about, like that tree person from uh, from the Philippines. Nobody that, that's looks all because of herpes. like a drought. Nobody 
literally nobody show me a picture of anybody that looks so anybody who says thank you for jits i finally have someone who looks like me is fucking delusional and needs yeah. to be wearing an i love me coat jet black black as night black as obsidian it is possible that they tattooed all of their skin black that that's the only thing i could think of I, I mean, but that 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 opens you up to a whole other host of psychological disorders. Uh, Smash post a link if you want to check out what that is. I'm not going to change my screen here. I can't. Oh, I can't. I can't click on the link. Oh. Oh, oh yeah. So you don't have um, the actual YouTube stuff open. No. OK. Uh, OK, it came over here. Good. 404 not found. The Bleeding Cool article is 404 not found for me. Oh, they must have taken it down. You know, it'd have to be Wayback Machine. This is from 2020, so yeah. All right, so on one hand, you have that. But on the other hand, if the drow are being portrayed as evil, that's a trope that has to go away. No, it fucking doesn't! God damn, just because you make a couple of dollars writing a fucking book does not mean you have any intelligence. Just because you can write grammatically correct once or twice doesn't mean you have a fucking clue. Great, you're a good storyteller, but God, are you, you have the mental capacity of a goddamn chimp. It doesn't have to go away. Drow aren't people. They're evil cartoon creatures. So why can't you change them to good? Because they're evil cartoon creatures. That's how they're developed. Crafty, well, I'd love for you to post the link to what you posted on our Discord earlier that basically Ed Greenwood said, nah, drow, drow are evil. <laughs> yeah, drow. but the thing is, did, didn't this dude write drow as evil? Yes, yes. And that's what he's saying he has to change. If he's, are, he's, he's walking back one of his most famous works because why? Yes, uh, well, reasons? Uh, and the other job being portrayed is that trope that has to go away, be buried under the deepest Why? pit, and never brought out again because Why? he's a fucking tool. He didn't say why. Uh, let's find out. Uh, let's see, I was unaware of that. I admit it. I was oblivious. You weren't oblivious, oblivious because it's what? not I, a thing. You, you, know, you know what? You know what? Everyone's oblivious to shit that doesn't exist. <laughs> right? Yeah. I am oblivious to everything that doesn't exist. Am it, I sad about that? Am I apologetic about that? No, stupid, because it doesn't exist. If anybody comes to you and says, thank you for making that orc good. It made me feel better because I, re I re represent I, as I, the orc or whatever. Yeah. That person needs fucking help. Yes, Send that person to a fucking therapist. Do not be alone in a room with that person. <laughs> right. Uh, so hold on. Let me check these links out. God dang it. Well, yeah, okay, but that you know that episode of the community has been removed, right? You can't get oh, it yeah, anymore. Yeah, the, the one with uh, with blackface, where it's actually no, it's drowface. I'm oh, sorry. And drows don't exist, so you can't actually offend anyone. I, I angered the wife. <laughs> Why? Because uh, I screamed. No, I screamed. Oh, okay. She's not feeling J well. Japanese women are very susceptible to loud, sharp noises. No, no, she's not feeling well. Especially when they're sick. So, um, so let's yes, see. That was both racist and sexist. See, I'm, uh, I, I hit, I hit the double barrel shotgun on that one. You're awesome. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna crafty. I've got that link, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna, we'll read that after this. 
<laughs> According to Watsi's new design blog, many things can be true in different expressions of D&D, which is a fancy way of saying that what happens in a novel or a video game might not be true, to a co- uh, true in a comic book or in the core setting of the RPG. Because why have any sort of continuity? I mean, continuity is for suckers. I, I, I don't know how you are about TV shows and following... You know, uh, I'm trying to stay away from the word canon, but, you know, D&D lore and, and whatnot. But I like there to be continuity, yeah. even if I'm changing editions. You know, I get it. Third edition opened up all race, all class. A lot of settings had to change some things that, wow, now dwarves can be magic users, even though it's stupid. Um, you know, and, and I get why some of that novelization changed. But nobody ever went back and said, oh, um, all of our previous books are bad. No, what they did is they said the world is now different something happened. The War of Souls for Dragonlance, for example. Hell, when second edition came out, uh, I think it was Ed Greenwood. As a matter of fact, there's a novel from uh, Fisbin, because if you remember, first edition, a fireball was uh, a D6 you know, uh, per your level, right? Yep. But it didn't stop at 10 D6. No, no, but now it's capped. Yeah, in second edition, it's capped. <laughs> so Fisbin went out through a fireball and said, let me show you how real fireball is done, because he stuck with the first edition rules, you know, yeah. as, as, as his, you know, Deus Ex Machina uh, sort of thing. Yeah, uh, he is. He He's Fisman. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I, I can understand that. But to say that uh, we don't want continuity within anything because we think that some things are bad. No, no. Go, go fuck yourself. All, all, all you people no. are, are why American society and no. why Western society is de- just falling into the shitter. You're hurt it, by everything. It sucks. It sucks. But this is a company that wants to continue to make money. The best way to do that in, in the age of cancellation is to be able to pivot instantly. If nothing is canon, you can yeah. change anything at the whim of the people and no one can ding you for it. You can change but, immediately. Fair. The thing, the thing is, is, is apparently from comments that I read on a few different sites, apparently the Gen Zers are for that. They don't care about continuity. They just want good stories. So if this, but to, to me, a to good story, story can't happen. Continuity within itself and with all the other, you know, right. supplements that come with it. That's Apparently they don't story. care about that. Oh, all right. So, um, so the, the, this, po- this approach allows R.A. Salvatore to, to write Dritz novels without having to worry if his version of the Forgotten Realms perfectly matches what we do in the role-playing game. It means that a D&D video game can take elements from a series of novels and present them in a way that serves the game's needs rather than adhering to the sequence of events chronicled in the novels. Creativity, or creatively, it's liberating. And it also ruins all type of continuity and makes one novel not matter. So I can pick up this trilogy in the middle because the first fucking novel doesn't matter. Yeah, well... There, there are ways around continuity between I be, between different versions of IPs, like comic books, video games, anime, movies, TV. Uh, the 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 best one that I can I can think of is uh, Star Trek. Mm-hmm. Star Trek canon is almost universally understood that if it was on screen, that's canon. If it was in book, comic. Uh, if, if it was if it was if it was on screen live action, that's canon. If it was book, comic, animation, whatever, that's not canon. Well, that's kind so, of what they did with Star uh, with Star Wars and Legend uh, before. What would they call it? Um, expanded universe. Yeah, but the the expanded universe was canon, and then that's fair. Yeah, and deleted it be- you're because right, you're they, right. they wanted they wanted to do it. And I think that I mean anyone who reads True Sepakura 
would immediately say, yes, that's much better than the last three trilogy. Much better. Yeah. And anyway. I didn't even really like that because I didn't like the alien race, but go on. I get it. I get it. But uh, uh, Star, uh, Star Trek, if it's in a movie or a TV show, it's canon. Anything else is is your discretion. You can write whatever you want. We'll give you the license for it, but understand that it's not canon. And people go, okay. And then they do it. That You can still enjoy it. You don't enjoy canon status, but you knew that going in. Now, this comment right here is something I see all over the place from both sides. Either people complaining about it like this, which I would be on the side of the people complaining about it, or even people on the other side who keep, you were gatekeepers back then. You were bad. You, you kept people out of the hobby. No, no, we never did. Nobody wanted to be in the hobby because you got bullied for being in the hobby. Now that it's cool, you want to change what it was. Fuck you. Ugh. All right. Uh, which, depending on how you read it, means that the drow aren't necessarily changed to fit Salvatore's new vision. Though Watsi has previously said that humanoids will no longer be part of always only evil societies because, you know, all they are now is humans in funny skin suits. It's just cosplaying. That's really all it is. Just fucking cosplaying. It's not meaningful in any way, shape, or form. May as well just play a game of all humans now because you can have just as much diversity there as, you know, with demo-humans. Meaning that orcs and Jow are already changed uh, canonically, though there are no specifics as to how. Wait, wait. Did, didn't earlier in this in this article say that there's no canon? No, no, that was just the, the title of this one. Uh, well, I, I think that'll be later on. Oh, other, other things worth gleaning from the design post D&D maintains a different canon for each of its editions, meaning that the lore was true for third or fourth edition isn't necessarily true across the editions, but there is still continuity, and they're ruining that continuity. I mean, to be fair, the people who love first edition and hate second edition outside of the, the Lorraine Williams I get it. I, I understand why people can't stand her. Um, even though we're second edition fans, I get why people don't like her. I really felt that Advanced Dungeons and Dragons was an extension of basic. And I really feel that second edition was an extension of first edition. I mean, a lot of the stuff you find in second edition AD&D was in the Wilderness Survival Guide. The, the right. Was uh, all the elective stuff in, yeah. in first edition. Yes. So, and with some tweaks and so forth. The second edition, of course, had its power creep by the end, which turned it into crap. But the point is, is I, I get it on some level, but there were still some mainstays. Orcs were evil. And if the orc wasn't evil, that was either your homebrew game or that was uh, something that a story was written about for some reason. Yeah. You know, uh, which is why Dritz was so popular. Now, I look, I've never liked elves as a whole, which is and then add drow on top of it. Why, why would I care in any way, shape or form? So I've never read the novels. I don't care, but I do understand the popularity. But Dritz should have been relegated to a book and the books you enjoy. Just like Raceland. Nobody should ever copy Raceland. No. You can't. You can't copy a guy with a 17 intelligence to become a god. And, and do what he did. Because certain things had to happen to make that happen. But, he, but it makes a great story. Um, <clears throat> let's see. Da, da, da. Which gets interesting when you consider how much work has been done to keep Faerun consistent across its editions. 5th edition, for instance, takes place roughly around 1492 DR in Faerun, and it occurs sometimes after a terrible event known as the Spell Plague, which is what converted it to 5th edition. Right. Which is one of the ways that D&D explained the mechanical difference in 4th edition. I'm sorry, 4th edition. All of, all of which is there to keep the game internally consistent. Oh, it's funny, I didn't even read this before, but isn't this what we're talking about? Yeah. Um, whether or not a piece of art or lore is can, uh, canonical in 5th edition should have little or no bearing on how most people interact with the game. If I told you that Markham Southwell is uh, canonically 
the sheriff of Bryn Shandar, circa 1492. Would that really impact your experience of running or playing Icewind Dale? If I'm, yes, it should. It absolutely should. Well, if I don't put him in the game, then you're not playing Icewind Dale. I mean, you doing your own version of it, which is fine. This is like what I said now. A more extreme example is if you take the Cataclysm out of Dragonlance, you are not playing Dragonlance on, in no way, shape, or form. I don't care if you think you're playing Dragonlance or you want to justify you're playing Dragonlance, maybe unless you're playing a time period before it. But if you're playing and you, you take the, uh, the Cataclysm out, you've taken such a big part of the, game, uh, the realm out, you are literally not playing Dragonlance. And go fuck yourself if you think you are. You're just playing homebrew rules, which is actually what I do. A homebrew homebrew AD&D rule. first edition. That's yeah, homebrew AD and D first edition with the with the moons and the and the morale chart. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Uh, uh, however, we use canonical lore internally to maintain consistency across our fifth edition products. Knowing that fire giants are canonically shorter yet more powerful than frost giant means that we don't need to rethink that bit of lore in upcoming products. No, you just keep them the same. Yeah, but the thing is, though, I mean, when when are they going to become PCs? Right? Uh, they already are. You can be uh, a, uh, um, a Firbolg. Similarly, knowing that all trolls regenerate makes designing new troll variants easier. Okay, all trolls regenerate. What's the, what's the problem? Like, that's... Okay, yeah, that's part of a D&D... And with new movie and TV series in the works, discussion and separation becomes even more important. Still, a few things remain true, because much like how Star Wars authors, producers love grabbing characters and references from various shows like The Clone Wars or Rebels, especially Rebels, D&D's more popular and enduring characters have a way of showing up everywhere, like Minsk and Boo, who are canonically in many different editions of the game, as are characters from the D&D cartoon show. I, I don't know who any of this crap is, so okay. So what do you think should be uh, in the new canon for D&D? Take the current canon and just move the timeline forward. That's all you have to do. <laughs> there you go. I mean, the one thing Dragonlance did that ruined canon for me, if you want to call it canon, is do you know the original Soul Forge? The original Soul Forge? Yeah, they're, they're, two, they're two Soul Forge books. They're both, okay. They both detail Raceland's uh, test uh, in the High Tower. Okay. The first one is a Choose Your Own Adventure book. Oh, neat. I have it. I don't. The second one is a, is a novel that really yeah, wasn't I, that I, good. I know, I know a little bit about what happened and how Fist and Danilus came into his test, yeah. tried to take him over, couldn't do it completely. Yeah. Well, the thing is, is the way it was written in the second Soul Forge was not, even though it was novelized, wasn't nearly as good as a Choose Your Own Adventure book. That's how wow. bad it was. Yeah. That's uh, very disappointing. Because I was so looking forward to that one. Because I like the story of Raceland. And why? Yeah. Because he's something that I could never attain as myself or as a character. Because yeah. he's sharing a soul, basically. And he tries... And he successfully throws down gods. Like, I mean, you know? So... Like, all of them. Like, literally all of them. He killed them all. He became a god and then killed all the other gods. My, my thing with this article wasn't about the canon. Because that's just... Watsi owns the IP. Watsi can do whatever it wants with it. It hasn't been D&D since 3rd edition. Again, nobody's going to change my mind on that one. It has not been D&D since... 3rd edition is not D&D. Sorry. Like, actually, I'm not sorry. Sorry, not sorry, as the people like to say now. It's, it's not... Uh, it's, it's just not. It's... All right. What is this? This is what Crafty sent me. Okay. It's a JPEG, so I don't know how much I can zoom in on it. Um, but we will try. Oh, there you go. Oh, pretty far. <clears throat> 
The Drow or Dark Elves are an evil subterranean race of metal workers drawn from ancient Norse mythology. Now, just, just to be fair, in D&D lore, Dark Elves are any fallen elf. Yeah. Dalimar, for example, was a Dark Elf, but there are no Drow and Crit. Because he was evil. Right. Not because he was a different race. It's because right. he was evil, so he was cast out. Right. Drow are a specific species, race, whatever you want to call it, right. of, of... Subspecies of elf. They yeah. happen to be dark elves. Whatever. Because they're not of the high elf, whatever, you know, the light elf you know, side. But right. if, you, if you're to judge, since you can see my screen here, dark elves are a circle this big, drow are a circle this big, but, you know, it's within the dark elf sphere. Okay. But the drow as we know them in popular culture today are the creation of the co-founder of Dungeons & Dragons, Gary Gygax. It was Gary who gave us agile, sinister, sophisticated, even jaded and deliciously evil elves who are, yes, beautiful. And we can't get enough of them. I, I, I've never really been a fan, but that's fine. Yeah, and, uh, uh, Well, beauty is subjective, so whatever. Sure. Well, even outside of that, I've just never been a fan. I've never been a fan of elves as a whole. I get their, their place in the genre, but drow... The two times I've used him, one time I didn't use, I, I, just, I don't know, I just didn't do it right. And the other time, the guy just ripped me a new butthole about how I used him, even though I was setting up for something. Anyway, uh, and we can't get a gaming tome after gaming tome and novel after novel, no, notably those by the now cuck Ari Salvatore, whose Dristo Erden has become a classic character of modern fantasy, has appeared and been brought in handsome numbers. Bought, not brought, in handsome numbers. And still we want more. Well, you want more. On one level, the drow are, with notable exception of Drids, and some worshippers of the dancing surface deity I, I was asked to create for the race years ago. Notice he didn't say, I just did it. He's like, I was asked to create, you know, uh, Elastray, unabashedly evil, not to mention alluring foes for any party of adventurers. On another, or, yeah, on another, they're either the dominant race of the subterranean setting or trying to become the outright rulers of the underworld. And gamers who love uh, subterranean settings love every glimpse they can get of drow society. Zhao aims and doings, and just about every glimpse we can get into the daily lives of dark elves, their cities, okay, cultures. This is this is starting to be uncomfortable. Why? Because the who, uh, the the writer of this seems to be a little too into Drow, like well furry level weird is getting. Well, well when you see at the end, it, okay. it'll make sense. Okay. Um, cities, cultures, feuds, intrigues, face wars, unrivals, traveling merchants, and raids on the surface world. And to be fair. I know way too many people who think Drow are the best thing ever, ever since the Dritz books were written and the Drow handbook came out for second edition. Okay. Bring on new noble houses, new merchant cabals, dark elven poisons, and spells and magic items, the dark gods they worship, and the dark technologies they pursue. It was Gary Gygax who first linked some Drow to spiders and an evil spider goddess, but the endlessly ambitious and warlike dark elves can be so much more. Rise of the Drow gives us some of that more. Now draw settlements, new locations to explore, new threats for adventures to face. The more the merrier, I say, bring on Maloria and Virdra, who raise a rich array of possibility at any in inventive game master and, Ho and Holoth. And let Daphne new draw adventures begin. Hey, uh, Crafty, I think you misunderstood this. These are the two new good draw realms. Trying to not be canceled. Jumping on a bandwagon. That's what this is. I, th I thought you said that he wrote this in favor of the evil stuff. These are the these are the two new good realms. Are you clicking? No. Something's going tick tick tick. Oh, okay. Um. 
Yeah. So, uh, okay. I thought that was going to go a different direction, but uh, I was flamboozled. Not in this book, they're not. Uh, I, 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 uh, can do whatever they want with their, uh, uh, do not try to protect IP. I, I guess I'm confused as what you're saying. Cause you made it sound when I read the discord post, you made it sound like Ed Greenwood didn't agree with all this stuff. And I like, cool. Cause he's the creator of forgotten realms, but this makes it sound like, Hey, bring it on. And yeah, whatever. Uh, well, and you know what, if, if I didn't own it anymore and I got paid a whole lot of money to sell it and I'm living comfortably now, I don't care. I, there are no good drow. It's this that simple. Yeah. If you believe that, Eric, uh, if you believe there are, well, then then you're a weirdo. In this book, they are the evil bad guys. Then what are those two cities? Aren't the, uh, okay? Hold on. Let me let me just be clear here. I thought those were the new cities. Those are the name of the new race, the new subclasses, or sub races, or whatever oh. of drought. Uh, or starlight elves are extremely rare distinct type of drow that, are, that lived no they didn't in the frozen north the proficient mages decided based in, oh Cal, i'm sorry okay history all right so so maybe those aren't i thought those are the i'd seen those words before so maybe i'm wrong about uh that those are the new and what's the other one lauren drow who are drought druids. You stop this brave duck, duck, go, whoever's doing that. Just take what I Completely unknown dark elves were wise and attuned to the environment. Completely unknown? Then why, why are you writing about them? Because they're coming out now. It should be the environment, not their environment. Um... Yeah, one of the two dark elven groups that reject Loth. Uh, okay, so this is the name of the city. Okay. I, I was wrong about what Crafty oh, wait, said. Wait, wait, wait. Did this say two, one of the two dark elvens? Dark elves that reject? That's fine. Yeah, fair. <laughs> yeah, there you go. That's fine. Yeah. You're, I, think you're they're trying to, I think they're trying to conflate drow and darko. I don't well, know. Shouldn't do that. The thing is, I didn't even care to talk about this, although I, I, I'd need to understand more about this this yeah, right you, here. You need I to read the rest of the book. I would like to know what Ed Greenwood's real thoughts are, like uh, the Mortimer I bring on. Now, if these are, if Melora and Vidre are evil cities, then okay. Then, then yeah. So uh, I just don't know the book, yeah. In fact, the adventure campaign, the adventure stopping, John mentioned from opening up a pocket dimension, eat the souls of the people of the world. That's awesome. Sounds like something a, a female draw would do. Or turn everybody into driders. Okay, here's our last topic for today. Um, oh, actually, before... No, 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 no. Stop, Shane. What? What, what happened? I want to backtrack. I want to okay. backtrack for just a moment. The point of what I was trying to say wasn't about the canon stuff, wasn't even about the drow lore stuff. Ultimately, Watsi's going to do what Watsi does. The problem is R.A. Salvatore becoming a cuck. He either was a bitch from the beginning and he should be treated like a bitch or he became a bitch, maybe for money, um, but whatever. Either way, he's a little bitch. I'd call him that to his face. I, I don't have his books, so fuck him. He's not getting any money off me anyway and he won't anymore. 
So, uh, but if you think that Drow have, have, we've already mentioned all this, but if you really think that uh, you represent a Drow or Drows represent you, you have mental issues. Yep. You need help. You have mental issues. And uh, Ari Salvatore, you know what? I I don't wish anybody failure, so I'm not going to wish that on you, but go fuck yourself. And I'm glad I haven't read your shit. And now we'll move to the last one. Okay. <laughs> All right. The last thing we're going to talk about, this one could be kind of quick, but I wanted to get, I want to, we're going to, we're going to end this on a little more upbeat thing. Oh, goody. Um, uh, sort, sort of upbeat. I don't know. Maybe not. I, whatever. Whoa. What is that? So basically I'm not going to read this article, but it's by uh, Kevin Victor Ray. And it's using rumors to create a living world. And what I liked about this is because this is something I've done in my games. I did it a little differently. Okay, so uh, Crafty says they are evil drug good. Is using rumors in your game and, in, and inviting your players into that uh, so that the world feels more like a real, unique world or a lived-in world. Um, so these three little steps here, give the players a sense they're inhabiting a world in which events play out around them. Give the players varied options of adventures to explore, thus being active partners in shaping the campaign. I, I like this. Again, I'm more sandboxy than heathen dog. So I like this and I'll tell, I'll give you an instance of where I use something similar to this. It wasn't rumors for me. It was wives tales, but the same thing, uh, and empower the player to introduce a piece of information that the other player characters might not know. So that's that sounds a lot like trusting players and it never goes well. I, I disagree with you. It do, it can go well. It can also be taken too far, but that's why I use wife's tales. So what I, and, and also why I like the idea of rumors. It's the same basic concept. They don't have to be right. So what I did in one of my D&D campaigns that we played at the apartment on, uh, after I, we stopped playing uh, you know, in the dorms mm-hmm. is I, I told the guys, I said, look, I want you to come up with wife's tales, sayings, little anecdotes and so forth. And they may or may not come to fruition. The easiest one, this didn't actually happen, but the example I used with them is like, it's like the pot of gold under the rainbow. Well, you know, rumors say, hey, there's a rainbow over there. Oh, uh, you know, there's a pot of gold under every rainbow, right? Let's go find out. And you can turn that into an adventure. Now, did they find a pot of gold under the rainbow? Well, who knows? In your campaign, maybe they did. And maybe in mine, they found, they just found the leprechaun. <laughs> I don't know. But uh the, the, the point being is you can have them come up with ideas. You know, a stitch in time saves nine. Well, it might mean this in the real world, but it might mean something else in your world. And have one of the characters just blurts out a weird, random meaning, game contextual meaning for that. That's something that me as the game master, I put in the back of my craw and go, ah, okay, I can maybe use that. Or maybe, maybe even just as a red herring. But uh, you seem to be skeptical. Well, the with with number three, yeah, I would never do that. But you know, the other two is fine. I mean, this isn't direct saying, "Hey, you must do this." It allows them introduce a piece of information that their player yeah. characters might not know. If if somebody says something like, um, "Let's use Earthdawn for example," you come up with a key knowledge for a sword that just says, "Learn, uh, learn that it was forged in a volcano," and you decide just whatever reason you start talking and all of a sudden you created a, uh, you know, a, a kind of an epic tale for that. As long as it doesn't break the game, I see no reason why I should say no. Yeah, and all I mean, of a sudden, now that there's a key knowledge for that, which is game affecting because you can tie a legend point or you spend your legend, points to, you know, increase your thread and you've got a more powerful sword. Yeah. 
Okay. I can see that. As a DM, you can use rumors to plant clues. So you can just have people talking. Um, so what makes a good rumor? An emotional hook, a brief description. I think this is a little misworded. Not that he's wrong, but I think it's a little misworded. You don't necessarily need an emotional hook, but you need something interesting. And maybe that's what he means by that. But with an emotional hook, you can guarantee the player will become interested in pursuing the rumor. That's why I say more interesting. Yeah. Think about a char- uh, the character's motivations in your group and what you can use to lure the party to go after the rumor. And that, that just takes a little bit of effort in knowing the players at the table. A character who describes, or sorry, a character who desires to be famous could be motivated by a rumor saying that a legendary monster has appeared in the area, or that an undefeated champion is taking challenges from any who think they can beat him. Well, that's the Swordmaster from Earthdawn. Yeah. You'd have to go after that, you know, well, not have to, but you know what I'm saying. So you'd be pulled toward that. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. Examples of rumors. A few dock workers talked about a massive wish granting turtle living somewhere in the swamp. Sorry, but if you hear that in my game, you can just know that's fake somebody was smoking something i don't do power fantasy games this is just a little too weird for me now it could be something completely different than that yeah, yeah it, it's not a wish granting turtle it's just a a, a, a turtle that is, might not that be a turtle talk and does something but it just happened to be what the guy who started the rumor wished for CLs living under underneath uh what's it called a berm or, or uh, um what's it called those floating islands of just uh soot and oh. and algae and so on and so forth I, I forget the name but uh you know living underneath one of those who actually used illusion to shoot people away but it got converted into something like this but it but it still might intrigue you to go uh go uh go search it out oh what's there uh, not that it has to be talked about in air, but the Melora is the matron mother house who's trying to destroy the word invader, the soul eating elementals. Okay, fair enough. Uh, somebody can, somebody will probably correct me in the comment section. <laughs> like, uh, uh, Turtles actually needful things, guy. Monkey paw wishes. The needful, uh, the market, uh, Rick and Morty reference there. Monkey yep. paw wishes. Uh, yep. only if I get to buff up and kick his ass at the end and spit on him. <laughs> all right uh see a hag has been paying travelers for their stories down river a hag wouldn't do that no 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 a hag would make you sit down with her tell a story and while you're doing that she will curse you or something yes or take your soul or whatever yeah yeah a local jew is asking for help uh curing alchemically mutated animals in a nearby swamp okay i mean that's a pretty that's a pretty blunt on your face you know uh, a rumor slash adventure hook, but yeah. Uh, everyone in the town of Apot has fallen asleep after a mysterious stranger passed through. And then you get there and find out that they're not asleep at all but having a party. I don't know. I mean, not all rumors have to be true. In fact, one of the cool things about rumors when I use them, or again, I use wives' tales, is that most of them were fake. But when they were real, they really enjoyed them. Uh, and how to incorporate them into your game. A few ways you can incorporate rumors into your campaign. First of all, I recommend building a simple rumors table you can roll in. I, I didn't even do that. Like I said, I I either built them in because again, I do timelines of a little bit more in structure uh, structured than pure sandbox, and I will use rumors slash wives tales to uh, to get the players kind of go the direction that I prefer. But if they still choose not to, well, I roll with those punches. Um, I particularly like rumors in Act Two of the campaign where the dramatic action is rising. The players have earned a bit of reputation in town. Sure. NPCs might specifically seek out the players after hearing rumors about some lost treasure or newly found ruin or strange monster sighting. Yeah. So 
Uh, anyway, what, what are your thoughts on this? I mean, I, I like the idea of using rumors. I don't like just blatantly giving characters an adventure. I, if it's a module, you know, there there is what they call it. Uh, what did OGGM call it? Adventure advocacy. Um, where it's like, you know, we're playing this module. You know, this is what I prepared for as a good player. You're going to want to be part of this. Stop being a right. jerk. But if I don't have anything definite planned or if I need to figure out a little bit more of what they're doing, something like this is helpful. And I'd like to use them as callbacks. So they might have heard a rumor, maybe heard it two or three times, but it's just one of those things that, you know, maybe they couldn't understand the meaning to. And I'm not talking some brain teaser. I think that goes too far. I think that's when you, the, uh, the DM's trying to stump the players intentionally, but, but maybe for your group, that'll work. But all of a sudden, four or five adventures later, after they've almost forgot about it, that rumor is in your face or something they can act upon. So what do you think? Or, or like uh, that, the uh, town where everyone fell asleep. Uh, two, three, four, five weeks later, they're, they're, they're walking the countryside and they come in this town and there's no one around, but it, but it, it looks well-kept. You're like, what mm -hmm. the hell? And, and then you then, then uh, you see the a sign that says the name of the town and like, Oh crap, that's the town that we heard the thing about. The Stepford Wives Town. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Whatever. And then they're and then they're going to stop and investigate it because you know it's something they heard about and it's weird, so they're going to stay. I I agree with uh, what Jorhodo said. Uh, in my humble opinion, for an RPG video game, rumors are great as events, optional quests. Yeah, I mean for a video game, that's yeah. Uh, for for campaign, I the reason why I like rumors goes back to the old school days. Keep them Borderlands. I loved how that rumor system worked. Now, it's oversimplified for today's standard, but anybody who's looked at or knows Keep of Borderlands knows exactly what I'm talking about, and I really thought that was a great presentation of rumors and how to use it in in the adventure setting. Okay. So, all right, I, I thought you'd have more to say no, about that. I have that, no but... problem with this. I mean, I, uh, trusting players is never a good idea, in, in my opinion, but... Uh... <laughs> making it so what what the player says could be true could be false it's up to you well, that's fine then you, you you can let them blabble on all all much they want and oh it doesn't have to be true crafty's absolutely right rumors and legends are great for games like forbidden lands especially when when you do forbidden lands the hexes aren't defined until you go there so mm -hmm. my forbidden lands map other than the general map of the actual world my map is going to be a little bit we'll, different we'll than your map. With random things compared to yours yes yeah so yeah absolutely all right. Um, I thought that would be more interesting for people. I guess not. So uh, let's uh, let's move on to segment three. I guess. Thank you. Like, subscribe, share. And uh, segment three. Segment three. Where's my segment three banner? I already put it. Oh, yeah. You got to put up the thing. Yeah. I am going to use the little heathen dogs room. Okay. All right. This is where you can join us. We're going to put the link into chat. And uh, if you want to join us, here are the rules. Happy follower, subscriber. Please stay on topic. Be pithy. We're not going to keep you on the entire time. And uh, watch the Think of this like an old-style radio call-in. You know, say what you have to say. We'll respond back. Uh, we'll make sure everything's clear. And then we'll move on and watch the language. If I get us kicked off one of these platforms, that's my business. If you get me kicked off one of these platforms, well, just know I'm back in the States now. And I know. Oh, I know people. I'll do this in. All right. Um, put that up.
Can you use rumors to give little bits about what's happening, make the world feel more lived in? Yes, I also like it for both using to keep players on track and get them off the track a little bit as well. So, all right. See if anybody pops in here. Uh, you know, like I said, you can use that link. All you need is a mic. And we'll see what you have to say. If not, then, uh, hey, this might be one of the shorter shows. I'm scared to stop streaming, though, because I think my wife's going to yell at me. <laughs> that baby crying face you see there is going to be legit. All right. Well, while we're waiting, um, I played two or I ran two uh, uh, games of Demon the Fallen. One where the characters were demons and the other, I flipped it a little bit and I made the characters angels. Like, Are there angels actually, in that game? No, there aren't. There aren't. I decided, you know what? Uh, for the for the storyline of, of this thing where the where the gates of hell have cracked open and, and, and demons have gotten out and they're able to inhabit human bodies. Uh, demons are former angels and it gave enough rules and lore that I could simulate an angel that's still connected to heaven. And, and I had, I had the PCs be angels investigating the crack in hell and the demons escaping and stuff like that. And their, their whole job was to exercise the demons to put them back in hell. And they had a great time doing that. You know, it, it, it took away all the angsty stuff that a lot of people didn't like. Oh, wow. Because, you know, as, as a demon, you're like, oh, I have, I have to I have to overcome my my hatred and, and self-loathing because I've been in isolation for millennia. Where angels did not have that psychological burden. But all we right. got Mar Hawkman yeah. so, and Ghosts of Tandler. Mar, Mar, Mar Hawkman is first, so we're going to add him to the stream first. And then Ghosts of Tandler, we will get you immediately okay. after that. All right. What game is he talking? Uh, Demon the Fallen. It's a White Wolf game. Yeah, it's a White Wolf game. It's 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 not not one of the major three, kind of like Mummy and whatever. But Wraith. I thought it was. I thought I thought it had the the best backstory. Anyway, Mahawkman, what what is your question and or comment? I actually thought of two things. Uh, one of them very. Uh, I can't hear you. Is it just me? <laughs> okay, here. How's that? that I, I, oh, I, yeah. I can hear him. I actually thought of two things. One one of which was just a quick throwaway line, but uh, I'll do that one first. The, 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 the whole thing I mentioned in the chat about Gamma is that the idea that in, in, in the most recent uh, Kaneko uh, series of Gamma movies, Gamma is basically a uh, focal point for the uh, basically like all of the magic in the world uh, is one way of explaining it. So the idea that that a group of wizards would, would, would tell you that, that uh, there's this mystical power in the swamp, a hiding that you could uh, possibly get wishes from kind of would make sense for a D&D setting. It's just that anyone who's watched a Gamera movie knows uh, uh, Gamera's method of granting wishes. I, I have zero clue what you're talking about, so I'm just sitting back in my chair. Okay, uh, I only think, heard half of it, so hang on. Uh, think Godzilla, but with a turtle shell. Oh. <laughs> All right. I, I, I turned up my volume. Uh, the, the other thing was... Um, why uh, Strixhaven instead of the Telerian Academy? I actually figured that one out after pondering it for. Oh, uh, okay, okay. No, for to, uh, for, for Max Liao, um, uh, the in Magic the Gathering, 
there there is an, an academy where a, a lot of a lot of wizard cards come from like a, apprentice of Talarian academy wizard graduated of Talarian academy stuff like Talarian academy is is a is, is a place of magical learning in the magic the gathering universe got it okay please continue well it's heavily uh, blue uh, element focused. And I think yeah. that, that was the reason they didn't want to go with it is because of the fact that you need to be a real wizard slash sorcerer to be there. And um, quite frankly, it's dangerous for people who don't have the ability to wield magic to be there because the, the place is that charged with energy. Okay. Well, on... I, I don't know why they they chose to do any of it, you know. Like, I don't know why. I don't know the, the reasons the reasons behind you know their 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 mental gymnastics on on why this this had to be and and uh, the the uh, they want the, the Magic the Gathering crowd to play Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah, but yeah. it's 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 the same problem that that you had and a lot of people had with the old Legion Myth live stream. Like me, I thought that. You know, anime, comics, and uh, and and R and RPGs all went together. Everyone would like all three. If you like one, you like the other two. That wasn't true. That was in my head. I think this is in their head as well. People who play Magic: The Gathering can easily transition to a role playing game. I I think that that is not true. They're so, trying so something. It's not going to work. So my, my my stance on that whole Magic the Gathering thing, I mean, I think it's a business decision. Yeah. But but here here's here's one of the things that I look at like all the realms, because everybody is forced. And so why is there Strixhaven? I I don't know. I don't know what the actual answer is. This is my opinion of it, because everything has either been done. They're trying to transition all of D and D into this new. You know, again, I wish I had Crafty's image. You know, of the the anime characters and so forth, and. I just lost what I was going to say, but ultimately the, uh, damn it. I forgot what I was going to say now. All right. Great. Good job. Uh, All right. But yes, uh, you are right. Uh, Talarian Academy was, uh, was by and large, you know, Oh, oh, I got it. Oh, okay. If you look at the books that have been coming out with what they've changed with Ravenloft and, 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 uh, Tasha's or, or added and so forth. One, it's already been scope creep power creep but that's just part of built into the fifth edition construct secondly people do too much rules as written so they have to keep coming up with new rules new settings because people are like i don't know how to make my own adventure i need you to make it for me uh most of dms i know back from the uh, 70s 80s and 90s i didn't play in the 70s but they were dming in the 70s 80s and 90s had their own worlds they spent time they probably have more product than what watsi has you know (laughs) it's just they had all this time and energy put into it. Nowadays, people want four-hour games with something already pre-built for them. So they're just literally pre-building everything. Oh, let's pre-build a college campus. Oh, let's pre-build. Hey, we got Mage. That's already some background lore we can uh, stuff into a book. Let's jam that into a book because that'll be pretty quick. Uh, let's. You, you see what I'm saying? So I, I think that they're just doing it because people eat up anything that allows them to be lazy. They don't create anything on their own. Because remember, SJWs can't create. They can only you know copy and destroy uh and consume yeah and 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 consume yep uh, yeah you, you get it yeah i don't i don't want to take up all of my hockey because ghost of tantalum i'm still waiting here so. oh sorry. well uh, the, my thoughts on this though was that um the Talarian academy uh 
it eventually occurred to me that it was too specific a setting for what they wanted, which was to create a generic academy that realistically was wouldn't fit in into the uh, Magic the Gathering universe. Yeah, is that, is that none of the places in Magic the Gathering that is a magical school, and the Talarian Academy isn't the only example, uh, would actually work with the uh, version of magic they wanted to use because of the fact that, well, like, like you said, that a lot of the people here don't have an innate ability to use magic. And while the Talarian Academy is an extreme example because of the sheer number of stupid crap like... Uh, Okay, it's, if you are a non-magical person uh, visiting the Tolarian Academy, it is possible that you might accidentally fall into a time rift and get killed by horrors from a war that happened 100 years ago. <laughs> it's that bad. But a, a lot of the other ones are things that are, uh, are made to uh, train battle mages for specific purposes, like all of the ones from Ravnica. There's literally 10 different things that are uh, the, the guilds of Ravnica. Each of them have their own version of a magical academy. Sure. And uh, the, the the point is that uh, they decided that none of that, all of those things were way too specific to, to give players and uh, all of the choice that, uh, that they are now accustomed to with 5e. So they had to make a whole new place. Yeah, probably. That had all the choice. So no one gets butt hurt. All right, that's probably uh, it. Except that you end up with the equivalent of going to a college that tries to uh, allow their do students. A, yeah, tries to do everything and does none of it well. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> exactly right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's pretty much all I had for this one. Okay. Cool. Thank you. Appreciate it. Bring in you. You want to you want to stick around and listen to Ghost or you want to? Um, sure. I guess so. Okay. I'm looking for something, so go ahead and bring him in. All right, bring him in. Ooh, Hello, Ghost of Tanhorn. Tanhorn. Hello. How are you doing today? I'm doing okay. All right. Good. Um, what do you got for us? See, uh, I'm going to uh, uh, talk about the uh, the drow because that, that 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 sentence <laughs> you uh you read about oh it, it, this is a, this is a creature that looks like me. Yeah, that was weird, right? That's not just me, right? Like, I mean, I mean, I don't know about any any African or Caribbean people that look like that. Yeah, you know, I, like... I I have seen African people who look who are very very dark, who literally like have 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 okay. no European ancestry at all, and and to me they are very very dark. Mm. They they the look that is, way. But with, with these... jet black is not a human color. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, and the thing I, is, I've, I've been to Africa myself. I've met people in Africa. Who you know, their ancestors were you know, back thousands of years. All of okay. them Africans. None of them is really that dark. Yeah, it, and I think this is more like a because the, these are fey creatures, basically like like yep. elves, fairy, sure. and so yep. they wouldn't have the same uh, rules as humans would have to right. you know, and I believe. In the canon, that 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 uh, jet blackness is a, a mark of treason. I, I think. 
for the they, for the drow i thought drow. it was i thought it was just because they're evil and elves are light and oh, good yeah, it's, it's, and and drow are black yeah, and evil i mean it's, it's not black. black as in black people black as in the black magic black. The, you know I, look at look I at all I, of lore yeah sorry go on i think it's i think it's also like reflective of their in the inward um that their, their soul the the blackness of right. their uh, soul, yes. right, you know um but I think in in law because they chose to side with this evil goddess Lolf, right? Who yeah. may or, or is forced to either way. It doesn't matter. To, yeah, <laughs> uh, the the goddess of deception. <laughs> so yeah. So the the yeah. uh, the the person who who wrote. Yeah, I really like how how you did Dritz. You, uh, I finally a, mm. a, a character that's like me. You, they're either delusional in the fact that jet black people exist and they are one of them, or <laughs> they are delusional to the fact that uh, like the color of ink. They feel like the yeah. only good person around them. In a, in a yeah. sea of evil people, they are the only good person. That is another indication mm. that they need therapy. Uh, it's also it's also like a, a, a thematic thing in in fantasy where certain certain things like black that's usually in, in a in certain cultures that, that that that's like evil certain things yeah. like that yeah yeah but yeah. that that's what watsi and the new modern crowd of of uh, i don't mm. really want to say dnd tabletop players they're all they're trying to break all of those tropes and even ari salvatore mm. said that in in, in that uh, comment there that those tropes are bad there's no nothing is mm. specifically good yeah. nothing is specifically evil because I see everything through <laughs> through a postmodernist lens now. Instead of having fun with fantasy tropes and fantasy games and things that are somewhat loose, very loose, very very loosely based on mythology, yeah. they want everything to be representative of mm. twenty twenty one America or Western culture. It's, it's funny because with the the current alignment alignment system, if if that's a a thing anymore, with like the alignment of evil, that suggests that there's sort of an an objective level of evil in in the universe, you know. And so things can be born f from evil and are evil. But the, and, and that's what makes some of the best stories. Grim, yeah. who we're going to have on the show next week, barring anything mm -hmm. weird happening, when he was on our panel show a few months yeah. back, he talked about the whole conflict and controversy makes the best stories. If you look mm -hmm. at the best stories, even if it's written somewhat poorly or somewhat childish, whether it's a Star Wars novel, a Dragonlance novel, a Forgotten Realms novel, your favorite whatever that you read in junior high, hey... They still have that conflict and controversy. That's what yeah. makes them great. Mm -hmm. Novels that are just emotional therapy books aren't interesting. No, no, no. That's, that's something uh, uh, like as well about the the drow cities because these these are these are very. <laughs> you wouldn't want to be there because uh, it, it, this is a society built on like familicide, and because uh, mm -hmm. like every, every other drow wants to murder some some other drow to get ahead to to. Well, the, the houses are fighting against each other, and and, yeah. and if you and if you're the wrong dude in the wrong spot, you get turned into a spider, you know, a drider. I mean, <laughs> yeah. I, mean, I think uh, even if if you even if you're like a a drow player and on surface you you are probably being hunted down by by other drow. Not anymore. That's racist. Oh no! See, it's it's the whole Klingon <laughs> thing. Kill Captain, gain yeah. rank. Yeah. On the yeah. original fastest <laughs> Star Trek game, I yeah. love that. I wish I still had those books. Kill Captain, yeah. gain new rank. Actually, uh, in uh, the uh, Star Trek Online uh, KDF tutorial, I don't remember if the current one is still like this. You actually killed the captain of the, the uh, ship you start the game on. 
to yeah. become captain of the ship. Yeah. <laughs> that, that's, Which that, it that, works. That's, yeah. They, they, they actually did it in TNG too. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, Riker simulated killing the captain and then took command of the ship. Okay, fine. But yeah, it's a drow, drow exists in, in that kind of world where yeah. it's eat or be eaten. You know, I mean, every day is is either a new horrible way to die or, yeah. or a new wonderful way to kill somebody else. Serve, serve, no. serve loath. Yep. And, 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 and if you're the matriarch, you have it good. It's like, but it's like being a mafia don. Yeah. You have it good until you don't. Yeah. yeah. But, no wonder it's like, like I'm going to skip town, you know. Yeah. One, one interesting example uh, from Dragon Ball Z of uh, mm-hmm. characters who uh, were I- introduced as bad guys, but later became good guys. Okay, there's a lot of them, actually. But <laughs> in, in particular, the Android Saga, because of the fact that Dr. Ah. Jiro, all of his creations were designed to kill Goku. Right. <laughs> the, but the thing is, they weren't born of evil. They were designed to, to kill a specific person. That doesn't yeah. make them evil. These are like these these are sentient creatures that are yes. bent towards this, this evil yeah, mindset. The, uh, every drow wakes up every morning and think, oh my god, this is a new day to, to serve my god and murder everyone in that name. Or right? at least not I, be I, murdered. I, I want to kill I want to kill murdered by somebody else in right. her name. Let's see what's on my yeah. list. I want to kill Alexel today. Yeah, like, like, who can I kill today for my god? They wake up doing that. That's not yep. good. That's bad. Mm-hmm. All right, uh, any, anything else from either of you that you want to add to oh, either the... Uh, dry, what, what did we talk I, I, about I, I, today? I don't know, I don't know where, the, where this, the, this thing comes from, where it's trying to associate the color of black itself to the color that, of... Oh, okay, yeah. wow. no, no, no. That, that comes yeah. from... Hold on, let me put up on the screen. I'll, I'll tell you where it comes yeah. from. Yeah. Yeah. It comes from this, yeah. Um, and and it, it, it well, obviously the opposite of what this is. Mm. What it comes from is apparently because we said orcs are savages, mm. and somewhere uh, in the past we said that Native Americans, you know, American Indians are savages. So therefore, orcs Whoa, must be you, you know American Indians or, or brutal. We said that you know the brutal. black African. Yeah. Black Africans are brutal, so therefore, orcs, you know, orcs must be black people. And the thing is, it's conflating. That's, you know, that goes to the idiom that they use now is Hitler drank water. Therefore, you drink water. You must be like Hitler. Mm-hmm. It's like that doesn't make any damn sense. No. Uh, here, here's another example of a uh, of a uh, race from uh, real life that were described as brutal savages. This was something said by the people of England in the, uh, I believe it was the third Speak in your microphone. What's that? Uh, no, I think Mar Hawkman was like breathing instead of speaking into his microphone. No, that yeah. wasn't me. That was. Oh, oh, oh. Yeah, no, 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 no. I, I can't hear you. I have trouble hearing Mar Hawkman all the time. I think really? you have Mike. Mike. Oh. Anyway, uh, uh, what, what I was saying is that uh, back in the 13th century, the English had a uh, fondness for uh, calling a certain specific group of people uh, brutal savages. Okay. Uh, guess who those were? Who? The Vikings. Well, it was true. 
as well, as a, as a Viking, <laughs> in my well heritage, you know, American. But uh, as my heritage being German Scandinavian, I will tell you that Vikings were savage. They came in, they clubbed you, they they snorted some cocaine and took some meth in order to go fight battles naked. Hey, all true. <laughs> they, 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 they they took your women and children as slaves. And, That's right. You know. If you were strong enough to keep them. <laughs> But yeah, but it's okay to uh, to mock uh, Vikings because you know they're they're white uh, male barbarians. You know, that's the thing is like you don't understand these are marginalized people, so uh, they feel bad. Well, no, I, I don't believe that whether you're black, white, Native American, male, female, trans, up, down, alien, I don't care. We all come with the same. You know, we're all different. First of all, we're all different. Some people are smarter than other people. Some people are stronger than other people, etc. We all have flaws. We all we all have strengths. But ultimately, I don't believe that race, skin color, anything has any difference. And you know, for how many years did we try to? utilize that don't see color or if you see color understand that everybody's the same and so forth now you literally have these people trying to segregate and then they then and i'm not going to get political i'm going to convert this back to the game now in these games we can't have species literally everything oh you're a hobbit well you can still do everything a human does oh you're an elf you still do everything a human does oh you're a dwarf you don't have to grow a beard be resistant to magic or speak with a bad accent or use a battle axe because you're your own person well stop it it ruins the color. It ruins the dignity and diversity of, yes, I'm saying that about cartoon characters, yes, but it ruins that. You either make everybody human and just say everybody's human or let the demi-humans have their niche. And, and there are just too many of them in D&D 5th edition anyway. I couldn't incorporate every one of those races that they have in that game yeah. in a real game anyway because it's, it's too much. It's, it's monster, monster races being made into PC races. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. If if everyone's a PC race, who's the bad guy now? Is there, are there no bad guys? Well, you just took everybody's the bad guy on his or her own individuality. <laughs> now you now you can't make a story. A good one, yeah. Yeah, yeah. You have to you have to make the the orcs and to be uh, um, was it uh, emotionally complex? Even though that you could, they, they could be probably cutting people in half, you know. Yeah, well, it's still orcs because, can be emotionally well, complex. But do you yeah. think Grumsh is going to allow an orc to just kind of sit idly no. back with, with uh, his legs kicked up I, in the I, air? I, I think the whole thing is to just destroy the works of civilization. Right. Yeah. They're expansionists. Yeah. They, they're yeah. literally, and, and the reason I know this is because I actually did a video on this a per second edition AD&D. So I'm, I'm going with that. Orcs are expansionists. They must expand. They must. It is part of their nature, just like a cat clawing and a dog pissing on a fire hydrant. They must expand. And you know what? They expand until they hit somebody's territory. Then they go to war. Then they usually get beaten because they're just orcs. But they get pushed back into a little corner somewhere where for another generation or two, they have babies. And then, and then they expand, expand. You see, the, yeah. the reason... Yeah. But they must follow their their nature. I mean, mm. cats, large cats hunt. You know, uh, wolves wolves be wolves, orcs be yeah. orcs. That's what they are. There's no getting around it. But wolves are animals. Orcs are sentient beings. No, no. What what you're <laughs> trying to tell me is that there are vegetarian cats, which there are not. Literally none. Obligate Literally carnivores. Zero vegetarian cats. You 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 know you know how many civilized like like uh, like human civilized orcs there are none there's orc civilization it's drastically different than you what you define civilization as 
But what if he was born to humans, not born to you, but adopted by humans right after birth? Then they would have a really hard time. It's 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 kind of like a trying to uh, bring a wolf cub into your home, right? First of all, that family that. would be ostracized. <laughs> yeah. Why, why the fuck you are raising a monster? Yeah, exactly. exactly. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, and sooner or later in, in, in puberty, that or child's going to kill one of your one of your other children or you. Yeah. It's and just it, a fit of rage. You know, yeah, uh, you know, it's going to happen. It's going to happen. Like, you know, you have uh, uh, two uh, boys uh, start uh, fighting over who gets to play with a certain toy. And then one of them is like, <laughs> splish. Yeah, exactly. I didn't mean it. Yeah, you did. Yeah, you did. You wanted it, and you you killed for it. It's in and your, your nature. orc nature came through. And because yeah. you're not human, see, orcs are not black people because black people and white people and yellow people and people of all stripes and colors have human instincts and human abilities and human reason. Orcs don't. Orcs are genetically different therefore they can't be anything equated to any ethnicity race whatever ethos on yeah. this planet yeah. they or are orcs, biologically orcs can't be trained to think like elves orcs can't be trained to think like dwarves orcs can't be raised by humans and suddenly think like humans no it's 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 the exact same thing as as saying that oh I can I can teach a gorilla sign language, therefore they're just as smart and just as capable as humans. No, stupid. Orcs can learn another language. It's not they're not going to change to not being orcs because of it. They're they're just going to use your language to tell you that all your shit is now either burning or mine. That's it. All right, I think we've we've beaten that one down. Uh, yeah, yeah, do you? Yeah. Do either of you two have any final comments about something we went over today? Else, uh, I'm going to bump you guys. Uh, but thank, thank you very much for being here. All right, always, always appreciate it, guys. I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah. All right. All right. Well, then you guys have a good day. Yep. Take care. Oh, I got it. I want the control. Nope. Uh, so th thank you to Ghosts of Tantalorn and to Mar Hockman for uh, for popping in here. We had we definitely love chatting with people. But uh, that's it. I put out the call a couple of times, and uh, it's all about syst uh, systemic racism, representation, blah blah blah. Yeah, wee! yeah. Well, the thing is, is they're trying to put it all into this weird concept. It's it's postmodernist. I mean, that's the easiest way to say it. it's all postmodern nonsense. Um, it's. Any, if anybody were to come to me and say, I don't like the way you talk about orcs because it affects me personally, I would literally tell that Just person, look, get over it or get they, out of my game. If they were in front of me, I could not stop myself from smacking them in the face. Unless he's really big. No, no, I don't <laughs> care. I don't care. The, 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 the righteousness of my hand would overcome my, my self-preservation instinct and it would just fly on its own. David Babbitt says, I want to be an orc minotaur paladin warlock with purple hair. Uh, you know, people in hell want ice water. Just saying. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, I think it's time to end this. Uh, I've got to fix my video issues apparently yes, in the, and before next week. Now, next week, next week, next week, next week, I want to post one more time. <laughs> I want to play 5 That sounds amazing. Uh, let me put this back on the screen share. Uh, not, not this first. We want to. Oh, did I take it down? You did. You're right. Awesome. I know. Uh, do, 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 do.
unauthorized. There we go. We're going to have Grim on next week to talk about his Whitechester Prison City of the Damned Kickstarter. If you have not backed it yet, please go and back that. I neither confirm nor deny whether I've backed it or not. Actually, am I logged in? Does it say? <laughs> um, I am logged in. Oh, I must have backed it with my other account. <laughs> uh, anywho, uh, that's right, because I can't use Legion Myth Money no, on this anymore. Lose, not anymore. It's a company. Well, I, I can, but it has to belong to the company, not to me. Yeah. Um, I could use it for, I could do it for re, uh, review purposes. Yes, you could. But uh, anyway, uh, well, therefore, I just gave away if I backed it or not. <laughs> but uh, we're going to have him on. Should we watch this video real quick before we go? If, if you can maximize it. I don't know if you can. Oh, let's find out. And if there's sound. Oh. Stop. Can you hear it? No. Okay. I didn't think so. So let me go back and do the sharing so that you can hear it. Uh, do, 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 do. I will re put you back to there. And now share it this way so that... Oh, uh, you know what? This might echo. If it echoes, I'll just mute my microphone while it's on. Okay. In the year of our Lord, 1666, came the Annus Mirabilis, the year of miracles. The plague returned. London endured the Great Fire. England went to war with the Dutch. Newton upended an advanced natural philosophy. Amongst those miracles came the comet that raised the dead. England, still recovering from the Civil War and in the throes of the Restoration, was the hardest hit. Still, over the course of a year, the grizzled veterans of decades of war were able to put the dead back into the ground. Save Winchester, the city which was lost, overrun, walled in, and made into a prison for damned souls, resurrected as Whitechester. It is 1667, and you are condemned. May God have mercy on your soul. Back Whitechester on Indiegogo for more information, cheap and free products, and a chance to shape the city of Whitechester. Whitechester will be a 500-page city crawl for 5th edition D&D, Grimdark 5th edition, and hopefully Morkborg and the OSR. Spread the word. Wow, that was a lot darker than I thought it was going to be. That was pretty good. Well, it's grim. So I mean, yeah, I, I love, and I'm really enough. hoping we make those uh, those stretch goals because I don't play fifth edition TNT, so I, I can find myself maybe doing Morkborg, but uh, OSR Lamentations of Flame Princess, I could easily convert that to OSC Sword and Wizardry, Osric D and D First Edition, whatever. So, yep. um, but we'll have Grim on next week, and all those questions that you guys post into chat, ask him. When he's here next week, he will be part of our segment one. I don't think, you know, because we usually keep him for like four or five hours and he's got, a, he's a busy person. He's got a lot of yeah. stuff to do. So he's probably only going to be here for segment one, but we'll make sure that uh, you get your question. So, well, yeah, and, Charlotte, he says, uh, Charlotte, she, uh, she says uh, he lost me a 5e, not going to lie. Uh, now at the end of that video, he, he did say four 5e and then he, spe he specified his version of 5e. 
Well, the, Grimdark is a is uh, there's actually a module for Grim yeah, or yeah, not yeah, module book the, the the one the one he's talking about stretch goals. If you back it, we can get some stretch goals. Let's get that stretch goal. If you get lamentations, bam. And actually, completed goal already. It's going to be one hundred percent compatible with a Morkborg already. So if he can hit this stretch goal, uh, thirty two fifty pounds, um, it's not close uh, <laughs> like so let's get the word out and uh yeah then then it can be osr compatible sweet so um i i i want to end the show but at the same time crafty's comment is is one that i've wanted to talk about for a while so i'll make it quick i don't think i'll do a segment on it because i'm not going to research it enough to do a segment on it but he says oh, here let me post it um if you want to grab it 5e cuz uh on the topic of 5e uh you say yeah on the topic of save by five, whatever the hell it is. I don't see it. How long ago did you oh, post okay. it? Oh, there, yep. <laughs> I, I, I countered it. you again. So, why, you know, why does every game or session have to be comedy or filled with every pop culture pun we can shove in a bag of holding? This is one of the things I argued with you guys about, not you personally, specifically people like Bob, who wanted to do that. I've railed on Bob in two, two streams now. Um, is Is... I don't know. Like, I hate it. I absolutely hate that stuff. If I wanted to play a modern game, first of all, I'd just go out in the real world. But if I wanted to play a modern game with pop culture thing, I'd play that type of genre. I don't want that in my fifth edition. Look, let me let me go to uh, to another point. Final Fantasy fourteen, the t- tabletop RPG, not table, the MMORPG, and I'm sure this is in other things of Final Fantasy as well. But I hated the Han and Chewie wannabes hated them because i don't like those pop culture references characters were decent and so forth so i absolutely yeah 5e because he's got to sell it yeah uh i i don't like that make your own stuff i don't like or there was one what game was it um was it guild wars 2 or wow or something where you met indiana jones i didn't play uh, either of those games um something it's i hate that stuff i really do i i despise it so but it makes people laugh like, oh, look at that. Like, I like Rick and Morty, but I wouldn't put Rick and Morty references in my game. No. So. Do not belong. All right, let's, uh, let's, let's end this. Let's end this. Um, let's get back up here. So we go backwards. So going backwards, here's our current grift. God damn it. He like, loves that picture. I can't guarantee it'd be those outfits. It'll be whatever I buy. Um, but it will be a two-piece. I promise a two-piece. So you can see my fat rolls. And that's, my hairy belly. And his hairy belly. I think mine's hairy, too. I don't know. I can't. No. Um, let's see. So if, uh, if we get $500, which we did not make today, we only made $30 today. It's got to be $500 in a single day, not no, a single stream. Yeah. <laughs> quickly end the stream end the stream yeah. end the stream now um, hurry want to thank all of our monetary backers our twitch subscribers and people who cheer today we got uh, like i said we got 30 dollars. thank you shares and crafty for that youtube member super chats our locals backers which there will be more on locals if you're not backing now because i don't put anything there i, I understand it's all i gotta work with heathen dog heathen dog's also got his video game streams too so i'm trying not yeah. to beat him up too much about things that he's got going on and talking about that after this stream i need to talk to you about your video game stream okay um but uh yeah but if you can 
you know, back us on locals because that's where I'm going to start putting exclusive content once it finally arrives. Uh, and the best bet, the best way to donate to us is Streamlabs and PayPal because uh, Streamlabs and PayPal take a lot less of a cut than YouTube and Twitch. But hey, you do what you want to do. Um, Heathen Dog is going to be playing City of Villains on Thursdays and Saturdays. And because their times are weird and I can never remember, what times is it? On Thursdays, it's 8.30 p.m. Central, 9.30 Eastern. And on Saturdays, it's 8 p.m. Central, 9 p.m. Eastern. And uh, on our Discord, I posted a little clip and, and it plea, save the children. <laughs> Here are our links. These are our uh, content links. So if you want to watch our stuff, this is where you go. The live streams aren't, well, the live streams go private as soon as they're done. So in order to see the full live streams, you actually have to be a locals uh, backer or... A Twitch subscriber. Can tw yeah, Twitch subscriber, you're right. Yep. Yep. Um, Discord is by far the best method to talk to us. That's where you get the most immediate response. And the other ones as we see them. <laughs> Twitter can Twitter and minds can be a while. Uh, so YouTube comments is probably the second best. The Discord and YouTube comments. Yep. Of course, we all know what RP Gate is. Just remember, if you want your games to be fun, you want to remember that these games are about escapism, not representation. Entertainment over activism. And always remember organic diversity from natural inclusion. And this is who we are. We don't need anything else. We can go out. Yep. Thank you very much for everyone who's here. And uh, we look forward to Grim being on next week. I hope you look forward to Grim being on next week. And uh, with that said, any last words of wisdom from you, Heathen Dog? I, I guess it's about canon and uh, keeping things uh, similar throughout throughout different iterations of the same world. It's always a good idea because the reason people bought the old one and they, they buy the next one is because it's like the old one. If you want to make changes, you make, you make small changes every single time to keep people buying your product. Now, the, the problem with D&D, once it went from 2E to 3, the changes were so drastic, it wasn't the same game. Yep. Same thing from 3, what, uh, 3.5, 4.5, something like whatever, 4.5 to 5, stuff like that. They're too different. It was too jarring. Mm-hmm. And you lost a lot of people doing it. And this whole woke culture, I think, is just is just uh, Wizards of the Coast trying to get those people back somehow. They, they made mistakes, won't own, won't own up to them. Still trying to push forward. Wrong way. <laughs>